put effort into this podcast, mm. Alex. No, no, that's true. That's no right. effort. This is the no effort podcast. No, it's the subtle interference podcast. We're always just this charming. Mm-hmm. Effortlessly. That's true. Hey, well, effortlessly charming. I can only speak for myself. I'm a charming motherfucker, so. No with, one would with, ever know. With unfortunate resting bitch face. Because you're terrifying, so right. they never would speak to you. Right, exactly. I walk around with a scowl on my face most times. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to smile. The, you know, the thing you about... You do that? You tell you, like, oh, if you're going to take a photo. I'll actually oh, try. Oh, no, no, no. I can't smile. I'm going to try and smile. Have you ever seen me smile? And then I take a look at the photo, and I look like I'm grimacing. It's like, no, I, yeah. I legitimately tried. If if there's a photo where I've tried to smile, it looks like I'm planning someone's assassination. Like the photos of our wedding, like there's like maybe like a couple really like like nice ones. You could so tell when we were so done with those fucking pictures because mm-hmm. you just like finish it up, please. Well, which is funny because that was uh, the point where we started taking photos with the uh, whole family. Yeah, weird. After someone arrived exceptionally late and made me furious. That doesn't sound like uh, what happened at all. Yeah, it was very mad. You never get mad. No. Jovial. Mm. Never get mad at me, especially. No. Whatever reason could I have to get mad at you? Erica doesn't get mad. She just gets even. I file it away. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what happens. File. I I stew. You've got the file. How big is the file cabinet? File's big. One day, because (laughs) I don't know if you're aware of this, Bob, but when Erica does inevitably kill you, It's not going to be quick. So it's going to be a knife. And I think with every stabbing, she'll start reciting the list. Remember in 2011. (laughs) That's why I got the cyanide pill installed in the back molar. Oh, so you spent money on something Uh, like that, huh? Yeah. We're going to pull into the file. (laughs) Well, then there's the ball. I subscribe to the rage ball theory. Ooh, rage ball. You just you force it down, and then one day it's going to explode, and whoever's in front of me, it's real fucking unfortunate for them. I'd like to be there, but not like directly involved, just in the background. Yeah, watching. you want to be there to, to witness what, yeah. uh, what ultimately happens. Yeah, I'd like to ideally light the fuse and walk away. Which is, yeah, that, that sounds That's about right. That's your MO. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone has their skill, Bob. Mm-hmm. And mine are usually involving the torture of other people. My skill is mentioning uh, a food topic on my running slack and then letting um, them fight about it for like an hour or two in the middle of the day. You know, I've noticed, um, you know, Bob never like gets on Xbox and speaks to his friends anymore because they're not his friends. He's replaced them with his running friends. I have a feeling after a certain something... In about mid-November, you'll be seeing a lot more of Bob on the old Xbox, if I had to hazard a guess. I doubt it. Wow. That's that's my that's my uh, uh, my theory. Uh, we'll see. I could, I could... Here's the thing, Erica. I could be wrong, here's Alex. Here's the thing, Erica. Your supposition is... Flawed. <laughs> mildly <laughs> because this idea is based around the thought that there won't be something else well i already know that there is something else after november but the conversation that has been had is that there will be a little bit of a relaxing ha! so we'll Ado- see you're adorable we'll see adorable 
See, did you did he make you believe that? Or are you being drugged? Are you okay? I'm this okay. is like when you go to the doctor and they say, Do you feel safe at home? My favorite is when they do that with the spouse in the room. <laughs> and you're like, Well, if I wasn't, I can't say that. Yeah, what what happens in that situation? The whoever, nurse, goes, Do you feel safe at home? And you go, No. And then what? The other person attacks the nurse? Like <laughs> <laughs> What, what, is, what is this giant bug? Oh, that's kind of terrifying. Up in the corner. It's a spider. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead and do the intro. I'm going to murder the shit out of this thing. I'll be right mm-hmm. back. Oh, see, Bob wouldn't kill spiders, but I'll kill a fucking no, spider. No, that's, that's a huge spider. That spider's going to die. <laughs> you better get it on the first swat. Otherwise, that's it'll be gone. Erica uses chemical warfare. <laughs> Can't, wait, what? What are we spraying the spider with? Oh, we're killing that spider. Some manner of cleaning product. Just I'm crush, over here now. Just crush it. No, I'm not doing that. The thing's huge. Unless you want to go do it. Just leave it there. Absolutely no, see? not. I do not subscribe to this theory. I have a truce, if you will, with the spiders. But the truth, the truce assumes I never see them. I know they're around. I know they have a job to do. But they need to do it in the shadows. Mm. I don't want to see the spider do its job. I mean, there's this giant foam sword. Crush it with the giant foam That's sword. That's not going to do anything. The spider will laugh at that. <laughs> Would you like to do the intro or shall I? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. I would intro our other our special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here, Erica. Hello. Um, she's who's busy murdering. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm murdering a spider. That's exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Murderer of spiders and fucking centipedes that dare to come into my home. Wait. So you're gonna spray? What are you gonna spray that? With? Some Clorox cleaner. So you're gonna spray bleach on the wall? Wipe it off. <laughs> no, please go. Go ahead. Take care of it then. Oh, now Bob's getting up. The bleach was the breaking point. He wasn't going to get up and do anything. But once he decided that some harm may come to the wall that he did so much work on. The wall's going to be fine. Oh, we've got a stool. This is great podcast content. This will be my training for my future in radio play-by-play. But, see, I'm going to have to get better at banter because if I'm going to do play-by-play for, say, the Chicago Cubs, they're going to be getting their ass beat all the time. And so it'll be really important that I'm able to just bullshit. Because you can't talk about the game when the team is terrible. See, if you have... sprayed Clorox, that would have come off a little easier. Oh, now, now Bob's spider-killing ability is being criticized. I'm just pointing out the obvious. All right. Well, we're settling in. Bob did it. Hello. Now, Erica, let's talk about my favorite subject of the last week and a half, maybe. It's been a delightful week in in this regard. Insane stupidity. Yes. On really all counts. Now, we have to go back. No, no, we have to be specific about what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to go back and explain for anyone who might not be aware of all those things that led up to this incredible stupidity. So, 
And I, I, I understand, fair listeners, that there's a lot of stupidity out there. What we are, yeah, we're focusing for. in on fun stupidity. There you go. So, are you looking into the creases to see if you could point out any other spiders? I need no, to because I want to leave the spiders because they eat the bugs. So I don't want to identify anymore that you're going to make me kill. He's legitimately mad. He's a little hot. He's always mad. I was willing to kill it myself. Yeah. <laughs> you did not have to make yourself an accessory. Really? Yeah, You're the, the one who did it. I would have been the, the first yeah, degree. No. Yeah. Now You're I'm merely an accessory. Sorry, spider. It was an enormous fucking spider. That spider was huge. It could not be allowed to live. It was a pretty big spider. It was a big fucking spider. Not as big as some of the fucking centipedes that we used to get before I sprayed around the house. Yeah, we gotta do that again. Yeah, there's some monster fucking centipedes, and it's like, yep, Well, you'll see it come out of the drain, and you're like, what? What? I've never seen one come out of the drain. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fun. So, uh, I'm gonna have to- Downstairs. Be there with my fucking bleach, being like, yeah. Yeah, just pour bleach down the drains. Nonstop. A little bit every couple days. I know where I'm gonna pour bleach. Mm. Just this is my my realm down here. If I want to murder the spiders, the spiders will be murdered. Yeah. Spider genocide, Bob. Spider side. Spider side. I need a fucker crawling upstairs. We sleep up there. I, w- I just want to point out we managed to spend almost a full <laughs> ten minutes on bullshit before the podcast even started. The podcast is bullshit. That is the podcast. The podcast has always been bullshit. That's that's our MO. And it always will be bullshit as long as I'm doing it. All right? In, in the best way. There's no topics of substance on this fucking thing. Okay? And we're keeping it that way. I would also like to point out... Deal with it. Bob is updating his phone. Uh-huh. So he oh. cannot look at it oh my while God. we are talking about... This is about the worst time About wrestling. This is the worst time. I I thought it would update a lot faster than this. <laughs> to be fair. Now you have to sit here and listen. But when I saw that the, the, the update that I'm getting is going to get rid of the, like, I can't remember what they call them, but, you know, they... In Apple introduced that the thing. Reactions. Reactions or there's. I a, don't know there's what a, they're. I'm sure there's a. Cutesy there's a. Name there's a for name it, for it. Yeah. The reactions. Yeah, the reactions. Like you could like something, and then like if you're on a group chat and like somebody doesn't have an iPhone, you get this. It sends a message out that's like. So-and-so so and so like this. So-and-so like that. And it's so fucking annoying. You know what's annoying? Not well, being able to, to leave those fucking group chats. It, you see that message? Yeah, I see that. Oh, okay. Because on my end, it did used to show me that message. Google fixed but it. But now it just shows the emoji. Yeah, now. So but you still see the message? We still see the message. This update gets rid of it. Okay. So you see the emoji, but no message. I don't. We yeah, don't know what we'll see. We because if you're if you're doing it with just Apple to Apple, like it puts a little icon on top of the image or the message. So I anticipate that's what it'll do, which is better than like an emoji that just is a new line. But even if they did that, that would be better than. You know, what? What? I'll I'll curtail the <clears throat> wrestling talk for a second, and I'll talk about this since we're already on it, rather than jumping around as we often do. I mean, we're going to do um, that anyway. Yeah. No, whatever. So I did see, because there's this whole thing going on right now that obviously nothing will change in, um, where a lot of people are unhappy that, you know, Google, obviously, to 
lessen the impact that iMessage has wants Apple to adopt RCS, like this open text messaging standard. Um, because the problem is, like right now, you know, as you guys probably know, if you have an iPhone and you're using iMessage and you're just messaging between other iPhones, everything's all good. Oh, yeah. But the moment you try to send pictures or videos or emoji reactions like you're talking about, mm -hmm. the whole disaster falls apart once you get Android or whatever involved. Because like your images and your video are being compressed because then they're being sent over SMS or MMS rather than um, iMessage. And so Google, ideally in their dream world, would like Apple to adopt RCS. That way, Android users don't get left out in the dust, mm -hmm. right? Because right now, if like someone with an iPhone has a video and they want to send it to me, I got to be like, well, like upload it to Google Drive or something and send me the link, right? You know, yeah. Because um, well, you just don't get it, or it'll look like shit. no. You'll get it. It'll just be so heavily pixelated. There's no way you no would possibly to, know what right. you're looking at. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'd be looking at like a scrambled like porn channel in the fucking '90s or something. But, um, that takes you back. <laughs> That's an evocative image. Remember on a 19-inch. Remember, remember being on AOL and just trying to load like one image, like not even like porn, but just like any image. You're trying to load it on 56k. Yep. And you're just sitting there going, "Man, this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> As you're just watching it slowly <laughs> yeah, fill in. I remember down. downloading music line. on Napster. And, like, being so excited that, like, it was only taking 10 minutes a song mm -hmm. or something like that. And now you'd throw the fucking computer out the window. There's something wrong with this. Crash. But this, this is the thing for me that, you know, some reporter asked Tim Cook about this. And obviously the summary is Apple's not going to do anything to help Android. Shocking. But... I would rather Tim Cook just say that. Like, I would rather he just say, "Oh, be honest, oh, right? We're not going to help our competitor." We consider iMess we consider iMessage a competitive advantage. People like it; it works great as long as you're using all Apple phones. Right. Yep. And we're not planning to do anything to help Google out or Samsung or whoever. Which. Which, is a perfectly reasonable yes, stance to but take. But I would rather them say that rather than him saying, "Well, we haven't heard a." you know, desire from our users for us to do anything about that. And it's like, that's not true. People have problems like this pretty much daily if you're trying to send images or video to people on non-Apple products. I mean, this is not like some weird niche issue. It is, but I could believe that people aren't yelling at Apple about it, at least not iPhone users, because no one gives a shit. Really? It's annoying. I think app, I think iPhone users give a shit when they have to go through loopholes to send like high quality video or images to other people not on Apple products. Eh. I it you know cuz so we have we have said on multiple occasions why the fuck can't everyone just get on iPhone yeah. in the group chat. I mean that's that fair. That is a sentiment but that has been uttered. That is a sentiment, but have I ever bothered to say anything to Apple about that? No, well, you're gonna say anything to Apple. If anything, you'd say something to your relative first, yeah. but you haven't done that either. So, no, I think I've told them. Can you all just get on fucking iPhone? But, but I mean, it's it's. I mean, everyone. It's very clear what Apple's motivations are, and, 
you know, it's the same reason why, you know, Sony doesn't want cross-platform play. But they adopted it. They finally did. I do think eventually it'll come because there's going to be, someone's going to threaten regulation. It's probably going to be the EU. And well, we always have to wait for Europe to fix our problems. Yes. Um, That's actually real. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, which we got, they care there's a, another they, point they about They care that. a little bit about consumer protection. But this is, this is you know, it's a th- that that's probably what it'll come down to. I mean, and it's a thing. I don't. I just want to like. It would just be nice to be able to send high quality video and high quality uh, pictures without having to go to Signal. Although I like using Signal, I'd rather use Signal because it's encrypted. Your messages aren't stored on Signal servers. I, but no one wants to get a third-party app. Do carriers actually store your texts, or do they just store the record of them happening? Oh, no, they store everything. How long do they keep your texts for? As long as the NSA tells them to. <laughs> I thought I was under the impression they didn't because it would just be an insane amount of storage. It's not that much. Not really. But but you got... Because you got to remember, they're not going to store... They're not, they're going to store plain text. They're sure. not you know they're not going they're likely not storing you know very much in terms of images, but they're also you know if you do if you've got iMessage you know it's iPhone to iPhone that never hits a carrier yeah right that's going over data and so they're not going to store that, but anything that's going over SMS I the the carriers have a, a good record of that. Now they probably do have an expiration of let's say two years. Um thank God. But I guarantee but honest like I'm not even joking. It probably is whatever the NSA right. tells them. I'm sure there's some sort of regulation that they're following. And there's probably people who are flagged that their messages are kept oh forever. The runners. Yeah, definitely the, the psychos. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I'd watch you fuckers real close because <laughs> you're right on the precipice at any moment. Hey, listen. You know, I took to a day yourself. off last week. <laughs> okay, I took a day off. So yeah, I think yes. Tim. I think <laughs> Tim Cook. I think Tim Cook's response when this was brought up was, "Oh, like I, you know, our users don't care," and uh, and then you know. When the reporter pressured him and was like, well, you know, my mom has a very bad experience because she's on Android. And when we try to exchange images, we have real problems. Like, so there's a user that cares. And Tim and he's Cook, like, tell her that and go he was fuck like, your mother. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he basically said, well, tell your mom to buy an iPhone. I go. mean, that's really what he said. So there you go, Timmy. Well, and, and to be fair. But that's what I mean. I, I would rather like I hate the honest. PR speak. Right, Just right. say. We consider iMessage a competitive advantage, period. But does he need to? Yeah. No, he doesn't. Why bullshit? Because you know the truth. But why bullshit? What's the point of the bullshit, then, if we know the truth? That's fair. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We've we've stolen all of of the the Bob energy in in Spider Gate and Spider Side, so there's not going to be the the anger and the fire and the fighting. This well, as long as we don't talk about Westworld, everything will be okay. <laughs> I just, I don't know. This is this is the thing. This is why, 
regulations need to exist for this stuff. If regulations don't exist, businesses are going to do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I think it's a very like, um, you know, maybe Western world problem too, because I know WhatsApp is fucking gigantic. Um, but I just don't want to use another, I'm just not using any Facebook products that I can avoid. Yeah. I, well, I got rid of, I got off of WhatsApp, um, because it, well, and they changed like the terms of service of it too. Because I used WhatsApp for a while, and then they changed the terms of service to some. I can't remember exactly what they changed. It was a while ago. This was a while ago, and I just said, you know what? No, I am not going to accept these terms of service, and I uh, and I deleted um, the app in my account. Um, and the only reason I have anything Facebook is because of fucking stupid runners. And it's it's how they connect and it's how they disperse the information. But um now see you got a little hot right there. Did you ooh, see the blinking? A We're hot. getting on to something now. Get the blinkies. I hate Facebook so much. I just well really the other do. day one of our loyal listeners, the premier loyal listener, was telling me You're about talking how to the he, uh, Yeah, exactly. Okay. Was telling me about how he uh took a trip to visit his friend and his friends like something or other had an oculus rift and so he was showing them like certain games like beat saber or uh you know i can't remember what else whatever they the fuck else but he was just talking about it. how it's like incredible and everything and it's like you know what i'm sure it is you know i'm just not going to use a facebook product there's I, no chance there's that i i have no interest in vr well yeah, I really haven't used VR anytime recently, so I can't speak on it. But I definitely don't. One, again, I'm not using a Facebook product. And two, and there's other VR solutions, but it seems like they're very much dominating at the moment in the video game space anyway. Um, and two, I just, it's hard. I'm not making any like three, $400 purchases, sight unseen, no idea if it's going to get any future support. Right, yeah. right, right. Because if you buy something, like the reality is if you buy something from Nintendo or Microsoft or Sony, it's not going to be abandoned a week from now. No. Whereas Facebook, Google, they'll up and disappear projects overnight. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, and and it's not that hard to see why, you know, because it's not their core business. Yeah. It's an emerging market. Well, neither is the Xbox. No, but... The N- Nintendo and Sony, those are their core businesses. Yeah. Microsoft, the Xbox is not. It's not their core business, but they've made it... Xbox might as well be its own company. Yeah. You know, and and it's a, it's a mature With division. With unlimited money. Basically, it seems. It's a mature division. They're a market leader. Um, You know, I'm not worried... I'm not worried about that, but yeah, I'm not, it's too much money to spend on something that's, you just don't know. Right. And you think about it. There's so much tech like that too. Like every like other month, I feel like you hear like about some like smart home appliance that suddenly is no longer supported. Yeah, and you've either got to get rid of it or it just operates. If you're oh, yeah, stuff like that turns into vaporware all the fucking time. If you you know you're lucky if it operates as a dumb device um, <laughs> afterwards because they often don't. Yeah, a lot of time no. So 
No, yeah, if I was going to get into VR, I'd be more interested in something like the PSVR 2 when that comes out. Yeah. Not that I'm going to, because I'm sure it's going to be obscenely expensive. But with Sony, you know they're going to make their first parties do stuff. They're mm-hmm. going to go to third parties and make deals to get games on there. It'll get supported. Right. You know, it's not going to be ditched. Right. Now, the star of the show, pro wrestling. Now... We got to go way back for this shit to make sense if someone doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Okay, timeline. So this all goes back to eight years ago or something when one CM Punk decided, fuck this, I'm walking out of my job in WWE, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on my friend Colt Cabana's podcast to bitch about it. And at the time... People were very supportive of him walking out because he was booked very poorly. People felt like he wasn't getting his fair just due. Did people? I know that there are, are people out there who didn't agree with that. But sure, did people of turn on it after a while. No, I don't think so. I don't I know think that anybody was like people have always wanted people had always wanted him to come back. Of course, sure. Uh, maybe not to WWE, but just to like wrestle, come back to wrestle in general. He's always, as we know, he's always had a huge fan base, right? Yeah. Because um, I don't blame him for walking out. At all. No, I don't think most people do. No. And when you hear kind of the shit that happened around it, it's like, no, fuck those people. Fuck them hard. Yeah. So he goes on that podcast and he bitches. And the one thing he ended up getting himself in some trouble over, which I think he ended up coming out on top legally on was all the complaint he did about the doctor who treated him at WWE right because the doctor ended up suing him him and Colt right and what ended up happening was Punk at the time had told Colt Cabana I will pay the legal bills because obviously this is my fault that you're being sued I mean there's no other way to see it (laughs) you know If CM Punk came on this podcast to bitch about AEW, I would honestly no, expect we'd, him we'd to. We'd have to be like, sir, 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 you're, any sort of libel or anything, yeah. you're, you you need to cover that. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to need it in writing this cause, time. Because, no. So, they had a huge falling out because apparently Punk's um claim that Colt has always denied is that Colt went to visit friends backstage at the WWE show, and that pissed Punk off because he felt like, and I agree with this, well, you're being indirectly sued by WWE, you who was definitely pushing this lawsuit to happen. Don't you shouldn't over there. go to right. backstage at a WWE show. Right. That being said, Colt has always denied that he did that. Well, and we don't know. We it's, don't know. We don't know. Nonetheless, huge falling out went from seemingly tight friends to... Nothing. At least Punk hates Colt. I don't know how Colt feels because I don't think he's ever spoken publicly about it. Mm-mm. Punk clearly hates Colt. Cabana. I mean, <laughs> Punk's got some. Clearly, Punk still got some. He's still holding on to some anger. So fast forward seven years later, CM Punk decides, "Hey, this AEW company—they're a couple years in. They're killing it. They're doing great." Yeah, I'll come wrestle for them. They're going to pay me a bunch of money. I don't have to work for Vince McMahon. Sweet. Now, at the same time, Colt Cabana is working for AEW. 
He's a member of a faction called the Dark Order. And I would say not in not that this matters, but not a not in like a top guy. No, position. no, no. Not a featured guy. No. Very much low level guy. No. That being said Not that that matters at all. That being said, at the same time, kind of around the, the after CM Punk came in. Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, buys Ring of Honor, which is another very small pro wrestling company. Well, one that had been kind of... Essentially, I think, just for the footage. You know, that's my opinion. I would assume so, yeah. Um, So, then, shortly thereafter, suddenly Colt Cabana is more really on ROH ring of honor than he is on aew mm-hmm. in sort of like a player coach role it seems like in roh that's kind of how i see it anyway i could be wrong well and colt also had ties to roh mm-hmm. back in the day like that was kind of where he he got his start where uh it, it, it wasn't weird in the circumstances it's a little fishy but for him to go on there isn't like a weird thing. I don't know so, if he would agree right, with that. Right, right. But seemingly no longer around at the AEW shows. But fishy. now, sure. Colt Cabana has a lot of friends in AEW. Because especially when AEW started, it was like all friends. Like all these guys got along. They all came up in the indies together. And it was like, hey, we're a family. Right. Great, we're going to get this AEW company off the ground. We're all pulling in the same direction. Very positive locker room vibes, it seemed like. Now, there's so much going on, right? This is going to take a while just to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Now, apparently some complaining seems to start backstage at AEW that Colt Cabana is no longer around and the theory being hey CM Punk asked for him to be moved to ROH so he wouldn't have to be around him sure because he doesn't like the guy right which we don't really which have we proof don't of. know if that's true or not Tony Khan denies it CM Punk denies it that being said it's pro wrestling. Everybody could be lying. <laughs> oh, these are carny motherfuckers, dude. You really shouldn't believe a word that comes out of their faces. Right. But now it it seems suspect that that would happen. It, the timing certainly seems bad, if nothing else. Right. And if I would say if you're running a company, and there's a cons- like, you have to think about those kinds of things, that optics kind of thing. The other Unless thing, you just don't care. The other thing that made it look worse was when this rumor started to get going, Tony Khan was asked about it in some interview and basically said no comment. Now that's Can't say no comment, bad buddy. management as well. Yep. Because if you if they're if you really just moved him there because you wanted to move him there, you should just say that. Right. Even if you didn't, you say, right. no, we just, we thought he'd be a better fit there. Yeah, he'd be a good coach there. This is where we there. saw him being slotted in, right. help some young guys, yada, yada, right. Don't say no comment, stupid. Yeah, no comment's a bad, you always look bad when you say no comment. Yeah. You, like, could oh, be the, right. you could be the most fucking legal, honest person ever. Hey, Tom fucking Hanks, no comment. Mm, mm, Tom, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I don't know about that. Henry Cavill shows up here and says no comment, we're grilling him. Oh, he's getting grilled. So... 
Like, come on. No, Hank. Hank. Come on. Come on. We're all friends now, here. It seems like CM Punk felt that the people who were spreading this rumor were Hangman Page, the Young Bucks, uh, Nick and Matt Jackson, and possibly Kenny Omega, because he specifically mentions EVPs in this big rant we're going to get to. Well, and this is where I kind of... If you... It, it will... Well, keep going. We'll talk about it yeah. more after the rant. Oh, there's I've, so much. Yeah, there's a lot. There's so much. I'm just trying to make this make sense if you don't know. Oh what's no, going yeah, this on. is it's all context, right? And there's a lot. Mm-hmm. So what this leads into now is, at the same time this is all going on, I think there's a decent amount of turmoil in AEW because they just went out and hired so many people. And you only have so much TV time. Right. And that's going to lead to unhappiness because if you talk about like your two featured programs, which are Dynamite and Rampage, like, yeah, you might be able to put a bunch of people on like AEW Dark or whatever sure. on YouTube. Sure. But frankly, like, I don't know how many people are watching. You have that. three hours, including commercials, of featured programming in a week. And you only have, that's not really that much time. It's not. If you no. think about it. I mean, just Raw alone on Mondays is three hours. Right. Too so, long, one would yeah. say. Oh, I agree. But but when you go out and you hire the whole fucking world of professional wrestling, you're going to have people inevitably who end up ha- unhappy who feel like, hey, I'm not being used. I'm really good. Why can't I get a spot? Right. And, you know, we could come back to it, but there's a lot of people who have a very legitimate axe to grind on AEW who just don't seem to be used. I mean... Remember, like, Miro was doing that whole Redeemer thing, and which was fucking awesome. Yeah. And he's barely on TV now, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think he was hurt for a while, but right now he's good. He was injured for a minute. They've been starting to get him going again. Yeah. But, you know, you got people like that. You have people like, you know, Malachi Black, not really on TV that much. You got a ton of the women who can't get any screen time. Well, that's what I mean. The they got a, they got with... a big problem in AEW yeah. of not using the women who are good. Agreed. Um, well, Malachi Black, he's he seems to be gone. I think he's gone. Um, if we can aside real quick, I did see something where they were like Malachi Black seen with uh, uh, WWE superstar. Uh, what, what's her name? His wife. <laughs> His wife. Yeah. 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 I would imagine they were. Seen somebody better. jumps in like, yeah, he's fucking married to her, dumbass. Like, really. Malachi Black seen with wife Zelina Seen Vega. with wife. Okay. We uh, snapped a picture through their bedroom window. It's him like storming towards the window. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So. This all ends up leading into while well, these rumors are swirling. CM Punk is in a feud with Hangman Page. And Hangman cuts this promo that at the time, no one really thought anything of. He said something about like, oh, Punk, you say you believe in workers' rights. And he alluded to something else. But one, they were in a feud, so it just seemed like shit talking. And no one outside of maybe like pro wrestling reporters even knew what he was referencing. Mm -hmm. Like this, believe me, at the time, this didn't even register. This promo. Like, nobody knew. Didn't register with you. Didn't register with anybody except fucking thin-skinned CM Punk. Registered with CM Punk. <laughs> so, and believe me, if you go watch some 
like Eddie Kingston promos he was cutting on CM Punk and AEW, he's going in. I mean, oh no, Eddie Kingston hates CM Punk. <laughs> so he's going in. He's telling him nobody wants you here. You're a cancer in the locker room. Yada yada. He's going in now. Apparently that was all good. You know, cleared beforehand. Whatever. I don't know. But it, you know, Punk doesn't seem to have any problems with him. Um, and it's interesting because one of the things that I know CM Punk and Brian Danielson both said when they came to AEW was one of the things they loved about AEW was it seemed like such a tight locker room and you know when Brody Lee was having his problems with his health nobody leaked anything and I will say though they they loved that man yeah that man was universally beloved but now the AEW locker room it's fucking leak city oh it's like a like four or five months but i think that's because you bring punk in and i love the guy thin-skinned or not i was very happy to see him back you can understand how you're bringing this dude in who hasn't been in for several years and he gets Hot shot into the top. Yeah. That's going to ruffle... Everyone else gets moved down and That's going to ruffle some feathers. And rightfully and, and, so. And you've brought in a shitload of other people who are in featured positions. And you only... Again, we only have so much you TV time. only have time. so much time. So, now this, keep in mind, was like... This Hangman Page promo was like was four months ago, ago or something. Yeah. Then Punk wins the title. Again, this doesn't register at all, this promo. Online, anyway. Mm-hmm. Then Punk wins the title from Hangman, gets hurt in that match, remember? Yes. Has to drop the title the next night, and he goes away for three months or whatever. So whole thing is, like, done and over with, seemingly, and nobody even knows about it, remember? Now Punk comes back, and he's in a feud with John Moxley, and comes out to the ring, and this was, like, big unprofessional thing number one comes out to the ring and starts cutting a promo on Hangman, basically calling him like a bitch and come out and challenge me. And of course, like Hangman's not coming out because it's a show with things that are set up to happen. He can't come out, right. And you just made one of your top baby faces just look terrible on live television because you went into business for yourself. Who really is one of the... That's a homegrown AEW yeah. like that that's that's the fucking man. Yeah, that was like a major long term project. Yeah. That's come to fruition. Yeah. He's a joy to watch. And so that was super unprofessional to come out I will say I will agree with you, yes. And do that while you're in a feud with someone else, and that's when everything got really cooking because right. then it was like, Oh, see oh, right, a prick. Right. He sent off Colt Cabana to, to ROH. You know, that's when the rumor mill kicked up now with what I'm talking about. Sure. So that leads into this past pay-per-view, the AEW All Out Show, which I believe was here somewhere. Like, I don't know if that was a Hoffman Estate show I believe they do that out in, uh, uh, I think it's the Now Arena. But that's okay. where the first all-in show was. That's kind of yeah. there. It's just going to be there. So Punk wins the title from John Moxley on that show. And then AEW does these after show press conferences, I'm air quoting, where the media scrum, they call it. Yeah, where it's kind of like not kayfabe, but sort of is like 
the reporters, and again, I'm using that term loosely because there are some real pro wrestling reporters like your Dave Meltzer's of the world, but a lot of these guys are really more like enthusiast press. These are, these you are would families. probably say, right. yeah, who are just excited to be able to talk to exactly. the muscle man that they like to watch wrestle. Exactly. So press and reporting is 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 a a very loose term. The the show these these scrums are kind of kayfabe kind of not i mean they'll talk about whatever and you know when like jericho tends to does it, it tends to do it it's not really kayfabe like he doesn't really kayfabe he's just talking right um some people mix it up some people keep it totally kayfabe it's all over the place so right out of the gate now remember aw's audio quality on this scrum was abysmal for some reason did you you watch this whole disaster right? i've seen the rant yes okay um, and it and goes Tony for a Khan, while. It's like 25 Tony minutes. Tony Khan just sitting there with the fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm theme playing over and over in his <laughs> oh, head, yeah. hating his life. Just like, oh, baby. Baby, baby, so, baby, baby. What are you doing? Come on, hon. interesting is the way it started, people thought Punk got asked about Colt Cabana and these rumors, which then sent him into a fucking rage spiral. He kind of brought it up out of nowhere. What actually happened when another video came out with better audio was he's just sitting there and boom, right out of the gate, brings it up himself. And he starts questioning this guy who was there. He's like, oh, are you friends with Scott Colton? Scott Colton is Colt Cabana's real name. And the guy's like, no. And he's like, well, didn't you do some, like, improv with him or something? He's like, yeah. So you guys aren't friends? No. And then he just starts ranting. Like, he was basically looking for, like, a jumping off point, And he just, like, found one in his own mind, right. you know? He had something to say. And yeah. by gum, he was going to say it. So he starts going off. And I can't even remember all the... Fu- he was spewing endless bullshit forever. <laughs> he was going. Yeah. <laughs> By at- the way, by the way, me, the most offensive thing to me about this whole ordeal is while he's sitting there ranting endlessly, he's eating he's a muffin, shoving food down his throat, <laughs> deep throating his fucking fingers the entire time. It was fucking disgusting. I will say, though, we got a great line and I don't remember it exactly, but was it, he's like, I'm old, I'm hurt and I work with children. And it's just like, just capture that. Because I'm going to use it for everything forever. Of course, CM Punk possibly being the lead child, <laughs> you know, the biggest child of them all. Um, but yeah, I'm telling you, I'll tell you right now, first off, not that he's ever going to want to eat a meal with me. I could never eat a meal with CM Punk. The way this dude eats, disgusting. I mean, was it not, Erica? It was pretty gross. It was horrible. And you're trying. I did like though that he was like, "Oh, I'm eating so and such and such from so and so." He did like throw the name. Yeah, he's out. like, "Here's some promotion. Enjoy." They're like, "Jesus Christ, thanks for <laughs> the this." Baker, he's like, "Please, no. <laughs> Let's just not. Let's just not." We were doing great. Now people are going to associate us with <laughs> your crazy ass. Fuck. <laughs> so he goes on forever. I'm trying to think. Some of the highlights were. He's bitching that the Colt Cabana thing is complete made up bullshit, that he had nothing to do with him going to ROH. For some reason mentions that Colt shares a bank account with his mother. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Cuz he just dropped that in there I and then moved on. He he was and again, I who the fuck knows, but he didn't want there to be any any legal shit that was going to come back at 
Colt's mom is how I took that. Because they share a bank account. Now, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I think he was just kind of throwing it out there to be like, this guy. It, it, He's a, I thought I took it more like, look at this loser sharing a bank account. I think that's part mother. of it. I think it's he doesn't make as much money, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, it, it was definitely meant to be a shot. It's a sideswipe for sure. Uh, I thought it was, it was a pretty direct shot. I don't know about sideswipe. Um, so he's bitching about that. He's bitching that we should just say if you have not watched it. Oh, it's one for the ages. It's 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 an art piece. Oh, if and look realistically, so CM Punk is straight edge. So you know he doesn't do drugs or drink alcohol or smoke weed or whatever. And if this was anyone else, you would have thought he was fucking hammered. Because well, he thing was that did just piss going. me off, because he did have like some kind of, I don't know if it was soda or an energy drink, but someone was like, oh, he was drinking a beer. I'm like, he doesn't. <laughs> He's probably drinking that disgusting shit right there. Like, he doesn't drink. Like, shut up. Just go away. There's so much here. That's yeah. what you focus on. Anyway. But really, if it was like anyone else, you'd be like, what has this guy been drinking? Right, exactly. Like, he was just going. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was out there. Well, and Tony Khan, the owner of the company right. is sitting next to him again saying doing nothing to try and giving stop this. various looks on his face right looking like he wants to die <laughs> well and that's one of the keys we should probably come back to that but i'm trying to get to like the content of what he was ranting about so he, he was ranting that oh these rumors started because evps started them and the only evps that are also wrestlers are kenny omega and the young bucks because Cody left. He was an EVP. He left. He's back in WWE. So he can only be talking about three people. At the same time, he's again burying the shit out of Adam Page. Talking about how he doesn't know shit. He's never done anything. By the way, he buries AEW because he's going. He starts saying, well, what has he done? Where has he been? It's like, hold on a second. The company that you're in, buddy. He's at the top of the company you work for. Right. Right. And he also did very well in New Japan. That's the biggest wrestling company in Japan, right. the third biggest in the world. I know you're mad. I know you're mad, man. Let's, let's. And again, Tony Khan's sitting there while the guy buries his own company. That's the thing. So, like the the Tony Khan of it all is. It, we we can talk about that more. Go ahead. Um, so he's bitching about the EVPs. He's burying the shit out of Hangman. I don't remember exactly what he said, but you know, uh, this and that and the other. He thinks he doesn't have anything to learn. Yada yada. It's like. The guy's doing great. Maybe he doesn't need to learn from you. What should he learn? Your petty ass behavior? <laughs> like, and by the way, you know what I remember is when they were doing that championship match and Punk botched that fucking buckshot lariat two times and both times Hangman expertly covered up his botch. Like, I mean, you should be thanking the fucking here's, guy. Here's the thing. I think with Punk, he has always felt... Because he's been in the he's been in wrestling for all, what twenty years, mm-hmm. been around for a while. I don't think he thinks he gets the respect he feels he's owed. Now I would say respect is earned, and if you're walking around like a big fucking prick all the time, you're not going to get the respect that you want. And also, look, Hangman is younger than you, yes, but those seven years you weren't working, guess who was? Right, and so. The guy might be younger than you, but, you know, he's got a lot of current experiences that you don't have. Well, and you're encroaching on, like, that old crotchety asshole territory that, like, I am not about in wrestling at all. 
this yeah. like deference to I the, know better. the older people where it's just like every old wrestler does the these young guys don't right. know what they're doing right and that shit drives me fucking insane because it's just like mm, that's just patently false. the only like old wrestler who doesn't do that is fucking Tanahashi because he's Tanahashi he'll just like talk about how like oh there's things to be learned from the younger guys you know, they, if, they, if they get over, they get over. Whatever works, works. Like well, that's, the, that's the fucking thing, right? You don't know what's going to work for, like, whatever person. Yeah. There is no set, like, way of doing things. Exactly. What worked for, like, a Dean Malenko or whatever is not going to work for, like, a fucking Fandango or whatever the fuck. Just sure. some shit works and snaps with some people, and it just doesn't work for other people. Now, while this is all going on... Which because- is not to say that you don't... There is stuff you can learn from the older generation. I just hate that crotchety ass bullshit of these fucking kids. That shit makes me insane. Now, well, well, this is all going on, by the way. At times, Tony Khan is trying to cut in and speak. And Punk is just railroading him every single time. Just shutting him down. Won't let him talk. Not a good look. Completely making him look so bad. I mean, Tony... Tony Khan came out of this oh, looking like he was CM Punk's little bitch. Yep. I mean, he looked so bad. And this guy is supposed to be Punk's boss. And that was the other thing. Punk's dropping things in there like, I'm trying to run a business. Huh? You don't run this company. Right. You work for someone. Right. <laughs> you know, Tony Khan should say, I'm trying to run right. a business, not you. Um, What else was he dropping in there? I mean, God, it was 20 minutes of nonsense. You really, you do need to watch it. If you Uh, haven't watched it, even if you don't, like, know anything about wrestling, if you're a fan of rants, unhinged ranting, this this is for you. Well, and here's the other thing. If I'm the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega, I'm mad at Tony Khan, too, because this guy's just sitting here publicly burying the shit out of us that we made that we built well you do nothing and we started this thing together we helped you know kenny omega and the young bucks through being the elite really made things explode on the independent circuit oh i mean so thousand percent being the elite is like the trigger for AEW. without it, it AEW doesn't exist i would agree um and and frankly without the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, there is no AEW. Like, I think he starts it without certain people. You know, maybe Tony Khan starts it without J- Chris Jericho or John Moxley. I would argue you need Jericho, though. But but I'm saying, I think he starts it anyway. He tries. Sure, 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 sure. But sure. you don't start it without Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That's like, fair. if they would have gone to WWE, I don't think AEW starts. No, I would agree with that. So... Here's These the one are your thing, guys. Here's the one thing I will say, though, in regards to Kenny and the Young Bucks being EVPs. And just, you're you're, you're an executive. It's it's weird for current star wrestlers to be in management roles. I would, that, in and of itself, is a bit of an issue. I think, for the most part, they've done a pretty good job of not... Burying the shit out of other people? Yes. But, I think... And maybe this isn't right, but you're an executive, you're management, you're front office. You kind of got to rise above this shit, man. You can't go storming into the locker room and well, like... To a degree, 
but also you're a public figure who has to be perceived a certain way on television. I understand that, but you're an executive. Well, and this is well, so we'll get to that okay. because that's a key as well of what exactly happened in that locker room, which is also very much up for debate, it sure. seems. Sure. Well, you're never gonna know exactly what happened in right. that locker room. Well, you might if it ends up being in a court case or something. Yeah, that's fair. Um but you know, this was one of the so again, if I were those guys, I'd be kinda hot at Tony Khan because he's just sitting there letting the guy tear us down. When we've done a ton of work to build this place up for three years. Well, and I'm sure, like, I don't know if Kenny and the Young Bucks were involved in bringing Punk in at all. I don't know. I really don't know. Or if that was just a Tony Khan project. And they were kind of like, because you can see it from their perspective, you know, yeah, we've been here. We've been building this. You know, this is built on our names. And then you're going to go over and grab a guy who hasn't been wrestling for seven years. And I love Punk. I do. I'm very happy to see him back. I don't know that he should come back after his injury. Well, and here's the other thing. I think in CM Punk's mind, he's this huge star that they need. But I haven't seen that in any numbers because the reality is, since Punk came in, their TV ratings are pretty much the same. Right. And... They were selling out buildings all over the place before Punk and after Punk. It's not like Punk came in and suddenly... We're in the stratosphere. 500,000 people... 500,000 more people started watching every week or something, you know? Uh, So to me, it's like, I'd walk in there and be like, dude, you don't have the value you think you do. Like, we want you here. But you're not moving the needle. Obviously, Tony Khan's a huge mark for him. Right. But... It's not like you're like fucking Goldberg in the late '90s or something, right. you know. Um, so well, that that kind of Ooh, Bob joins the conversation. Believe it or not, I have been listening. I didn't think you weren't listening. Um, this is the thing that has always fascinated me about the wrestling business is how it handles um its employees, and it's. It's just so because you're you've got this weird thing where like you're dealing with you know talent and and star talent, right? It's like it's the same reason uh, you know big movie stars get away with so much shit mm-hmm. is because there's this perception that they'll you need them, you need them, and you're just gonna put up with whatever they dish out. But there is a breaking point, you know, there, there are lines that can be crossed and, you know, it's like you're dealing with people with big egos who think, you know, everything rides on them, but everyone in any company, no matter how big you are, can be replaced. And it's... You know, it can be hard to replace somebody, and it, it could take a long time to come back from that. Mm-hmm. You know, think about, um, you know, how how hard it would have been to deal with, like, if it came out, I won't say this, if John Cena got hit by a bus in the middle of, like, one of his, his prime in WWE on um, one of the big pushes to WrestleMania. Well, it's him up 
at the top and there's no, like they've nothing done. They've just fucked everybody like, else. That's that's hard to deal with, but you'll do it. Like you'll bounce you'll, back. You have to. You don't have a choice. In that situation, I will say John Cena's actually was a ratings and 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 uh, ticket mover. He was, but they would have found someone else. Yes, they have. They would have moved to, on. You have to. Right. And so, and that's the thing is like, and that's the thing as talent, you can't, you don't want to lose sight of that because, you know, that's how you end up, you know, getting let go and you end up like, what the fuck is Ryback doing? <laughs> like spreading a, like conspiracy theories yeah or like I don't know. you know Nobody. selling snake oil i don't know I don't so know what he's doing it's 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 just a it's such a weird like you said it earlier they're all carnies um and i think the the one thing and like i said i i enjoy cm punk i like him i like seeing him wrestle if he is a poison in the locker room i don't see how you can keep him around well, and now here's the other thing that we haven't really brought up yet, which is, and he's ranting forever in this whole thing, and we can bounce around as more thoughts come into my head as other crazy shit he said. But he then, after ranting for half an hour, leaves this press conference, and one of the key things he said in this press conference was, don't start rumors. If you have a problem with me, come talk to me. Okay? So... He leaves the press conference, goes to his locker room, and apparently the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega decide to go talk to him. And now this is where things diverge because there's like two stories out there on exactly how things went down. Sure. On Punk's side of it, their story seems to be the Punk's and the Punk and Kenny the, that sorry, the Bucks and Kenny Omega barged in the locker room quote unquote not really but kicked the fucking door in type of thing um and basically went in super hot a fight breaks out and mayhem ensues and the details of the fight are basically and these are again kind of undisputed punk punches matt jackson at the same time uh punk's friend who also works for AEW, i think in like an agent role backstage a steel Steel, throws a chair at nick jackson and hits him in the eye and apparently gives him a black eye and kenny omega is involved and a steel bites him and pulls on his hair and uh, and then like it gets broken up but apparently, I just like shortened this down to like 20 seconds. Apparently, this was like a five-minute brawl. Um, but those were the highlights, I suppose. Now, what's interesting is the Bucks and Kenny Omega side is a very different telling of this story. And my favorite part is it involves applying for sainthood Kenny Omega, which is... Trying to save the dog. Which is... Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks come in to talk about this. And this is a key if this is true, which apparently it is. Bring AEW's head of legal, who's also the head of legal for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this is a woman with a lot of power this is in a these companies. A proper yeah. lawyer. Right. A neutral party. Right. And they claim 
they tried to go in there and talk when in the room and CM Punk instantly starts throwing punches. And if that's true right there, he should be fired. I mean, but do we have any, what's the proof that that's true? It's all here. If, if the head of legal is saying it, who's did a neutral she, party, did she say that? we don't know. Right. Well, there's, we don't know. So apparently there's an outside firm doing an investigation. I did hear about this. Yes. We don't know that. Um, if so no, yeah, big if true. If but that's true, but is it actually fight, true? Really, I personally, if I was Tony Khan, I would fire him just over the press conference because this is one of the things. The way he treated Tony Khan, his boss, oh, in that, that press conference, that in and of itself, you can't, you can't do that. Made him yeah. look so bad. And I texted you this. You can say whatever you want about Vince McMahon. Uh, absolutely fucking terrible human being by all accounts. Oh, Titanic piece of shit. That wouldn't have flown. Vince McMahon would have never, ever let any talent ever make him look like that. Ever. It could have been Steve Austin. It could have been The Rock. It could have been Hulk Hogan. Wouldn't have happened. Never. He'll embarrass himself in storyline on television but not like that but not in real life like that no way and well, because you've seen how those, you've seen those Vince McMahon interviews with like Bob Costas and shit or whoever where he gets highly he gets hot. combative oh yeah yeah he's not gonna just sit there and take it whether it's right or not well in barring Vince McMahon whatever yeah you know obviously but how am I, as one of the lower tier wrestlers, supposed to look at my boss and take you? How seriously How is anyone anymore? supposed to take you seriously when you treat your you treat the owner of the company like that? And not only that, but it's it's I, I, like I said, I love the guy, but it's kind of cancerous, dude. That's yeah. toxic. You're oh, coming yeah, I, in and you're burying the company, and it's you know you've only you really yeah, haven't he buried, been here. He buried the company. He buried people in executive roles. He buries Tony Khan. He buried fucking everybody that matters, basically. Like, you came in. He buries one of your top baby faces. You weren't here for that long. You got injured. You were gone. And now this shit happens, and you're injured again, and you're going to be gone for, like... (laughs) And that's the other key, is, you know, there's the thought seems to be that he got hurt in the match. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, we don't know. Because he tore his triceps or something. Um, we don't know if it happened. And he's in a match. gone again, and that's like a you know year long injury or something. So he's going to be gone forever. And that's the other thing: if they're just going to do suspensions on people, that suspension shouldn't kick in until he's healthy. Oh, I agree. Because that that should not overlap with like a fucking nine month no, injury. No, I, I agree with like you. That. There needs to be a, a punishment for sure. Uh, and to me, I would fire him. But I don't see how you bring him back and because that and recover the that's the room. thing. Erica, you forget that he's your boss. You wouldn't treat your friend like that. Like, he clearly has absolutely no respect for Tony Khan. You wouldn't treat anyone that you Based respected or cared on about. that, no. There's no chance. Because he, he clearly came in. If you were sitting next to me in a press conference and I started doing that to you, well, I'd punch you you'd in the be like, face. what the fuck? <laughs> I get up and throw the chair. Oh yeah, it'd be a problem. You'd punch me, throw the chair at my eye, and bite me. And then I take, then I take your dog. So that's it. So getting back to it, in Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks retelling of this story, apparently, or whoever told Meltzer or whatever, 
They walk in the room with the head of legal and Christopher Daniels, who's like their head of talent relations. And Punk immediately starts throwing punches at Matt Jackson. Ace Steel throws the chair at Nick Jackson. And then St. Kenny Omega, down from his fucking throne in heaven, tries to grab Punk's grab Punk's dog, Larry the dog, to, to get him out of Dodge so he would be protected from this ruckus. I love it. I love that in the retelling of this story, Kenny Omega is the patron saint I, of dogs. I, I, <laughs> it's, I, I want it to be true. I'd buy that shirt. That's, <laughs> it's such a... That's, bullshit like I want shut to up Kenny it's so amazing and 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 in the process of him trying to protect the dog a steel bites him <laughs> so see and, but here here's the other thing is this was told to is, is Meltzer you could say he is definitely a reporter yeah but he's buds with the young bucks isn't he he is so I think you do have to that has to be stated but, but, that has right, to be out there it's also sure but that's just you could say here is what I was told. That being said, it's one side of the story. No, no, I agree with that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying he's friends with them. You have to take that into account. Yeah. We don't know until this this third party, whatever, uh, uh, what do you call it? This investigation. Investigation bears fruit. This is, the, this is my best part. I'm texting Bob about this, and he goes, yeah, but how much of this is real? And I'm like, all of it. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's it's like my favorite wrestling story in at least like five years. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Because it is just like, what are you? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, dear. Well, and my one friend messaged me while this press conference was happening. He's like, you have to turn this on. It's a giant shit show. <laughs> so I turned it on from the start and I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> He's burning the place to the ground. Well, and that, that that's what I keep coming back to, is despite whatever I think of the guy, you came in, you clearly had an agenda, you had something to say, you were going to say it, and then you proceeded to dump all over your place of work, making <laughs> the, the, the boss look like a, a, a fucking Nancy boy. Which is a bad way of putting that, but you completely, completely cut his knees out from underneath him. Oh, yeah. And that's, to me, that's why you have to fire him. You're never going to get the locker room back if he comes back. Otherwise, no one's going to have any respect for you. You have to put a line in the sand and say, we are not tolerating this bullshit. Well, and if this, if it is creating that much turmoil and he's not really moving the needle, is it mm-hmm. worth it? Is and, this and, worth and it? And that's why I think, by the way, they're doing this third-party investigation. Because what they did in the aftermath of this is they just suspended everyone they sent everybody who right. everyone who was in the fight everyone involved in breaking up the fight they suspended everyone right and they said go home we got to figure this out kenny and larry parted and ways appara- it was very sad <laughs> yeah and apparently today i read a lot of the people who were there who just broke up the fight have been unsuspended so i think they're starting to like figure out where investigation are, where is bearing landing. Right. um but yeah, they've apparently brought in someone to do an investigation to get everything lined up. And I think what's going on is they want everyone on the record of what happened, what they saw, yada, yada. Because I do think they're preparing to fire Punk. And they want to be able to say if there's a lawsuit this is what. that comes back over whatever money they might owe him, I think they want to be able to say, well, we got 
three, four, five, six people who are saying you walked into a room and started throwing punches. Yeah. You know. Well, and if you are going to fire somebody, you kind of have to do that. Yeah, you you want you want everything documented as well as you possibly can. And if you don't have if you don't have video of it, um then it's you know, now you're you're taking statements and you got to make a decision based on that and you got to think about what's going to hold up in court. <clears throat> and part of it is Part of it's putting everything down. Part of it's just also buying time uh, for your legal department to see how much you're going to end up paying Punk out for letting him off his contract. You don't know what his contract looks like. Right. Um, and what other things you can do to, uh, you know, basically to screw Punk over. Because, I mean, they could do, you know, they could not fire him and just hold him you know, suspend him forever. Suspend him forever, and you can't do shit else. Do you, Do you care about spoilers for who's going to be facing each other for the world title? Oh no! Is it Moxley and um, Danielson? That's what I kind of figured. So that's the other thing, and I want to talk about this too. What they did, because obviously that's all happened on Sunday, and the first show after that is Dynamite on Wednesdays. And another thing that I thought was handled poorly is they open up Dynamite by saying. I have, you know, it's Tony Khan. He says, I have stripped, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega of the trios titles. And I have stripped CM Punk of the world championship. And we're doing a tournament for these titles, right? And I think that was strange too. Because yeah, a lot of people who are watching read shit and they know what's going on. Especially the way pro wrestling viewership has been you know dwindled down to like the hardcores sure i'm sure a lot of people knew what was going on but i'm sure also a lot of people didn't and there was no explanation on the show of why people were stripped of the title what the fuck happened like if you're just a big cm punk fan or you're a huge kenny omega fan and you're just turning on dynamite after last watching the pay-per-view on Wednesday, and now all these guys are stripped of championships and they don't explain anything, you're like, what the fuck? And it should, under- there should have been some and cursory explanation. I, I understand they're probably, again, like you don't want to like say something that's going to lay blame at someone's feet without being able to prove that, I suppose. But there should be something. Like You should at least say there was a fight between these four men that i thought was was an altercation yeah between these four people it was unprofessional right therefore i have i have suspended them all and stripped them of their titles you know like there should have been something rather just like stripped of titles moving on you know so i thought that was handled poorly too sorry i'm just staring at my uh uh Danielson Funko and just having a fun times fantasizing. Well, about that, that, match. that was another funny thing was apparently Moxley lost the championship and was supposed to go on like a six week vacation or something. Aww. And he comes to Dynamite on Wednesday after all this shit because had- I guess they had a they had a locker room meeting that like Jericho, Moxley, and Danielson were leading. Um, and I guess he wanted to be there to help them do this tournament and to just kind of help stabilize things. Well, and like that that's that's yeah. your guy, right? right. Well, and uh, yeah, and Moxley had to get the and, and okay he, from he, Renee first. He slipped. So. He slipped that in in the promo though. He was like, you know, I was supposed to be on vacation right now until two days ago. Because <laughs> Renee was like, fuck, I'm not gonna be on vacation. I gotta be here with this kid by myself. 
God damn um, it, John. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it and I always think it's funny because I don't know if you remember like a while ago, like maybe a month before Cody left AEW to go back to WWE. He cut this promo on CM Punk and he kind of said at the beginning, he was like, you know, I got a promo I want to cut and I don't know if I'm ever going to have the chance to cut it. So I'm just going to do it now. And he cut this promo where he basically said, you know, Punk, you said you were going to do all these things referring to the pipe bomb promo, right? And the funny, yeah. And the funny thing is, and Cody went over it, Cody, when he left WWE, did everything Punk said he was going to do. Everything. And And that is one of the funny things about Punk is he wasn't willing to come in and help get AEW off the ground. He wasn't willing to take a chance. He waited until they were established and a big success, and then he was happy to come in and ride off what they had already created. Yeah. And that's kind of... That's telling. That tells you something. It does, for sure. So I think I think really the key to me is, not that anyone's looking amazing coming out of this, but Punk looks really bad. And unless they fire him, I don't know how Tony Khan's ever going to get respect back from a lot of people. I just think if he's that, like I said earlier, if he's that big of a detriment to the unity in the locker room, that's going to be really bad for your product long term. Yeah. And and again, and I say this as an enormous fan of the guy. Yeah. I mean, I've always enjoyed CM Punk. He's an all time great promo. He's a good enough pro wrestler. He's got a lot of big tools, but. Mm He's got a lot of baggage, He's also though. a big tool himself. Yes. <laughs> and, and I just... And my friend, who is also a huge CM Punk fan, we're just... We're so blown away that this guy, after all the success he's had and all the money he's made, he can still be so thin-skinned. Some people like, are. And I understand. There's a lot of aspects he's, to someone's personality that makes them successful. He's the kind of guy who only sees problems. Yeah. You know, he can't, he can't, he doesn't, he can't look at, look at something and see how great something is. All he sees is how it could be better. And a lot of the problem is a lot of how it could be better is if he had a bigger role or, you know. Well, and that is the key, right? And that was his problem in WWE. Yep. And it seems to be his problem again in AEW, which is I want it my way. Yep. If we do it my way, if we run this business, my business, my way, we will be more successful. We will do better. And, oh, conveniently, my way is I'm at the top of the card. Right. You know? Well, the other thing is you've you've won the title once, got immediately injured, gone. We had to do a whole new tournament. Won the title again. Won the title again. Either got injured in the match or in the fight. Either way, immediately injured and you're going to be out for like a year. So yeah. I'm not, you're not getting the strap again anytime soon if I'm Tony Khan or if I've got the book. I don't know who has the book over there. I think it's well, him, it's right? Well, it's him, yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the funny thing is I feel like Tony Khan is such a mark for punk that if he does bring him back, he probably will put the world title on him again. He's got, and I know he's the millionaire, billionaire, son, whatever. Somebody's got to like, Tony, Tony, come sit down. We got to have a conversation. Yeah. Now, will he listen to that conversation? Probably not, because he's a rich asshole. But it's it, it. You've built something. Maybe his dad sits down with him and says, "Tony, you look like a beta cuck out there. 
you better fucking do something about this. And if you look like a beta cuck, I look like a beta cuck. Yeah. And I've got football money, motherfucker. What do you think? Because obviously it is his father's company, really, in all reality. Do you think his father watched that video and was fuming? I don't know. How much does the dad, because it's, it's getting to be football season. How much is the dad paying he's, attention? He's involved. I don't know how much and in, how involved he is. I know he's backstage every once in a while. I will say this. As a parent, if I saw that happen to my child, I would be very disappointed. <laughs> he really should have. I mean, just about, from a, you didn't stand up for yourself yeah. at all. And, you know, yeah, you were a part of building this thing. And you just sat there while he shat all over the thing you built. <laughs> yeah, I mean, about five minutes into that rant, he should have cut him off and said, that's it, we're done, moving on. Right, you're go- you gotta go. We're not and the talking thing about was, this And anymore. the thing was, this is the thing, because you, again, you do have a lot of enthusiast press there. They were trying to move on. Well, they were, wasn't moving on. He remember wasn't moving that? On. They yeah. were asking about yeah. MJF nope. in kayfabe. Nope. They were asking about other stuff in case. I am mad and, and I he, have something to he say. He would not move on. And that was a lot of the lines that I'm thinking about it where you could really see the look in Tony Khan's eyes that he was not happy where they're asking about like MJF and he starts saying like, you know, he's a prick and, uh, you know, Tony always wants me to work with a bunch of fucking pricks and children. And you could just see the look in Tony's eyes. He was not thrilled. <laughs> but, was, like, you don't sit there and let this keep going on then, yeah, man. That's a, all right, we're done. We're, we're done. This is done. Because then why are you even out there? What's the point of you sitting there? You just look like an idiot. Yeah. And you can't look like an idiot. You're the fucking boss. Wrestling has been so crazy this, like, past year because, you know, we have this, we have all the Vince McMahon stuff, he's out. And that's the other thing. While this is all happening, while AEW is having these bumps in the road, WWE seems to be rising. Triple H is over here like, <laughs> my time has come. <laughs> time to play the game. <laughs> it's like the song! <laughs> Lemmy rises from the grave. Everything you read about WWE right now is the locker room is very positive. Everyone's happy. There's a new regime. Things are moving in the right direction. People have more leeway on what they're doing. You know, it seems like everyone's very... You have some skilled people over there. You have an AEW locker room where people are very unhappy. They feel they're not being utilized. They want to maybe leave and go to WWE. You know, well, I mean, you could leave and go to WWE. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a top guy or something. You're going to be a top guy. Over sure. There. Tony needs to get the locker room in line. Let's get let's get back to what we do best. You can't bring punk back as much as I love the guy. Not a good idea. I think he should be fired. Not a good idea. Would you fire him, Bob? Yeah. That's like the least surprising thing. <laughs> And no, Bob was, and I would Bob fire him Khan, too. He'd be firing people left and right. Well, he'd fire me. No, I, I, you don't even work here. You're fired. You're fired. I I think in general, uh, you know, it 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 really depends on the the tough thing about you know looking at any business from the outside is you really you don't know what their long term plans are. You know, sure and. You know, so you're always basing it just on the information you have on hand. And that's why, you know, 
when when uh Sasha was uh when when she, she was left. released well not or she left no yeah you know that that was like this to me is not no brainer i know it was no brainer to you it to me it's like it's no brainer i'm going to talk to her but i'm not going to sit here and beg her to sign a contract same in you know there could be there could be some good reasons why you want to hold on to punk but let's look at the situation vince won't or well vince isn't there anymore hunter's not going to take punk back well that's interesting do you think because I don't know that Punk would want to go work for WWE because I know he obviously hated Vince, but it seems like he hated Triple H too. Yeah. That being said, I think he almost hated Triple H more. Than that he being hated Vince. said, if Punk wants to stick it to AEW, if they fire him, well, he might be opening open to listening to offers, and I think Triple H might be thinking the same way. If hey, I don't like the fucking guy, but he's still a star, you know, in theory, and I'm sticking it to AEW then. I mean, and, and there's there's a possibility. I because th- Vince has brought back plenty of people he didn't like. Well, because, because his business could, because he thought he could make money. Exactly. It doesn't. You don't have to like people. Yeah. You well, know, you're not going to get along with everybody. I, and I wouldn't expect an entire locker room to everybody's going to get along with everybody. Not everybody's going to. No, be you just friends. have to come in and understand the relationship. I'm your boss. I'm paying you to do a job. You do what I fucking tell you to do. Don't bury me. End of story. For a half an hour. And and see, and I think that's that's the problem you have with Punk. I mean, if you if if Hunter were to sign him, you know, it would come with so many strings attached. You know, he Punk does not have Punk doesn't have the leverage that he had to come to AEW anymore. He does. There's no. There's not another option. Yeah. For him to go to, it's basically AEW or WWE, and or he leaves the wrestling business. Those are your options, and he and none of those might be options for him anymore. He might. This could be the end of his wrestling career, because he's kind of a prick. And and that's the funny thing is if he would have just stayed in his lane played it cool, towed the company line. Tony Khan would have been giving him millions of dollars for the next like 10, 20 years. He could have been Jericho. Yeah. He could have had a, a similar. The Jericho gig. He could and, have had and, the same. Tri- because Jericho, Jericho gets it. Like Jericho, he's got his big head. Sure. But he knows it's about it where he's at in his career. He's going to have fun. He's a showman. He knows what he's doing. But at the end of the day, it's building the product. And that, that's what the company needs from its older talent. And and the funny thing is, because Jericho has kept himself relevant for such an insanely long period of time. <laughs> Which, let's talk about what a fucking skill that is. Right. He keeps like, just tweaking things, minor reinventions, new factions, It's new always feuds. worked, too. It's Everything insane. he does works mm-hmm. somehow. He's like... Again, one of these guys, like we were, we, we were going to talk about the Brett Favre shenanigans, but Chris Jericho is one of these guys. 
I don't know what he thinks about anything else, but when it comes to pro wrestling... Dude's got a mind. The guy's a fucking genius. Like, his brain is just set up to work for everything pro wrestling, and he's been making it work for seemingly 25 or 30 years or something. Close to over 30 now. And he's fucking, like... He's put himself in that conversation of like one of the greatest of all time oh, because yeah. he's kept himself on top of major. This isn't like, oh, he's on top in fucking ROH or something. No. He's been on top in the major pro wrestling promotions everywhere he's gone this entire time. Like oh. he's never not been on top. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is. It's bonkers. It, it's it, real talent. Charismatic. Funny. I saw someone did a recap, a timeline of events here. (laughs) Would you like to hear this? Because I thought this was amazing. Back and to the left. Yes, please. Let's go. CM Punk may or may not have told Colt Cabana to GTFO. Hangman Page is like, hey, man, not cool. (laughs) Punk wins the world title from Hangman and along with FTR is set for summer of Punk 3. Immediately injures himself jumping into the crowd. John Moxley carries the title while he's injured and proves he's the ace of AEW. Punk comes back four months later, calls Hangman a little bitch for thinking it's not cool. <laughs> Hangman is too busy yelling at the Dark Order to whip out their dicks to respond. Punk is squashed by Mox in three minutes. <laughs> Punk says he has wasn't actually hurt, he just sucks. Ace Steel, man unknown to anyone before this, says fuck on TV and cuts a hell of a promo hyping Punk up. <laughs> Punk says that in Chicago, they eat people. Foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Punk beats Mox for the title in a good-ass match, but injures himself again. Punk tries to bait a reporter into asking a question, and when the reporter doesn't play along, he goes on a 20-minute rehearsed tirade at the (laughs) post-show presser, saying that he hates working with young people and targets managers, and that Cole Cabana is a fugly slut, and that he wants to take over AEW like a (laughs) supervillain. During this, Tony... (laughs) Fugly slut. (laughs) Go ahead and keep going. During this, Tony Khan, the president of the company, is sitting beside him having a dissociated episode. (laughs) Says that if you want to talk to him, meet him in his locker room. (laughs) The Young Bucks, fresh off being crowned the inaugural trios champs, bring the company's main HR guy and the lawyer to Punk's room and super kick the doors down. Punk immediately clobbers Matt Jackson. Nick Jackson tries to stop him, but is hit by a chair by Ace Steel, who is terrified of the Young Bucks for some reason. (laughs) Kenny Omega tries to get Punk's dog out of the room, so Steel bites him. (laughs) Brawl lasts six minutes and involves every coach and also Brandon Cutler. (laughs) Punk and the Elite forced to relinquish their titles. Mox was just about to go on vacation. Tell me pro wrestling drama isn't the best. Oh, it's great. Because it is just like, oh, you carny motherfuckers. You just can't help yourselves, can you? <laughs> so things were going too well. <laughs> things were, the guys, guys. Guys. We're doing too well. So I'm going to bring in Punk and we're going to really fuck shit up, okay? Speaking of, what? tell me about the, who, who read about this Brett Favre shit? <laughs> I've, I have no idea what this is. Didn't you share I it? sent him the link. He, of course, didn't read it. Of course he didn't read Monster. it. Monster. You know, 
I look at the stupid pictures he sends me of like him in fucking bright glowing green <laughs> bullshit, you know. Hey, that's, but he doesn't read what I said. It's high him. visibility. Hey, listen, there was a lot. You didn't want to read about Brett Favre sad penis havers latest misadventures. That's another thing. Okay, I know that story's like fucking fifteen years old by this point, dude. I know you wanted to bang the hot reporter or whoever she was. If you have like a three-inch micro penis, you can't be sending that picture. Don't man. send that picture. No. One, maybe well, maybe one, she's into it. One, I don't know. One. Let's just not send sure. dick pics unsolicited sure. to win it. Let's just but, not do that. Sure. Exactly. And and if she asked for it, that'd be one thing. But, but on not top unsolicited. Of it, no, it's it but it's the saddest dick you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, but in if your you're life. gonna send it unsolicited, it should at least be a porn monster cock. Yes. Like to me. Sure. You don't send like the saddest the penis thimble. ever. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. While you're wearing your crocs. It's just like oh, send buddy. her a video of you throwing a football, <laughs> or at least get like some lighting, maybe some like nice like silk sheets, a pillow. Like let's get yeah. some artistry going here. Something instead of the saddest picture in the history yeah, of dick. That dicks. was pathetic. That was not good. So anyway, Brett Favre, sad penis haver. <laughs> what was the deal? He was having. He built a softball field or something. But volleyball, he, I think. It volleyball, was. volleyball court. But to get the funds, he somehow maneuvered the politicians into giving him money out of the state's like welfare funds or something. We had like to defraud the welfare fund, yes. Because Brett Favre, infamous rich person and money haver, needed some cash. Yeah. Well, we all know the number one truth there okay which is it doesn't matter how much money you have if you can get the government to pay for it well if you can fuck over if you can fuck over the pores then let's let's go well that is always the key thing bob it seems like the more money you have the less likely you are to give it away yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um the funniest part of the story is there's a text chain where he's asking the media won't find out about this right Oh, no. No chance, Brett. <laughs> On the front page of, like, the Washington Post. Literally, in the message, the other guy is like, no, there's no chance. The governor's on board. <laughs> or some shit like that. In the Mississippi, the state where right now Jackson, their capital city, does not have drinkable water. Yeah. But we got money for a fucking volleyball court. Oh, what? Brett Favre? Brett Favre needs a volleyball court? Done. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Some uh, uh, black and brown uh, poor people want drinkable water. No, nah, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, sorry. You, you could bathe in brown water. You're fine. You know what? Boil it. Here, just boil it. It'll be fine. Here's the thing you don't understand, Erica, is that the Mississippi legislature already approved the budget, and that money has been earmarked for, you know, sports and leisure uh, improvements in the state. So. You know, I I hear what you're saying, but, you know, we can't give that money to the water people if we wanted to because we made up a bunch of shit. But the the biggest thing is we really don't want to. (laughs) So, sorry. Have fun taking showers in your black sludge. 
<laughs> enjoy. That's one of those things you don't USA. even think about. USA. USA. That's one of the things you don't even think about, though. Like, what would we do if suddenly we didn't have working water? Die. Like, what do you? What would we do? Die. I mean, you first. Well, no, you got to go to the riot at like uh, uh, the local grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Sure, you got to have that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, and then when the water runs out, then die. See, have to, I have, have f- a plan. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm prepared to have two weeks without uh, city water if need be. Would you like to let us in on the plan? No, because then I might not have two weeks of. Of, uh, I don't think you have water. a plan. I do have a plan, I think actually. You're made of shit. No, I have a lot of bottles of water, and I keep a rotation of them so that if we're ever out of water, uh, you know, the, the city says you can't, don't use the water. We have a supply of water that'll last about two weeks. Well, now I know your plan, mm-hmm. and I know you have a ton of water. Mm-hmm. So if this happens, I'm just going to come steal your water. I'm, I'll shoot you with my shotgun. I'm going to shoot you first. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I'll have the element this plan's of escalating because you're in the home and I'm outside. <laughs> I just have to wait for you to like walk by a window, <laughs> blam, you're dead. With a shotgun, though? A shotgun? You barely even have to aim. Yeah, but I don't know if that's a killing blow. Okay, if I just knock him down, I'll then go through the window <laughs> I just broke okay. and okay. shoot him in the head. Sure. Point blank. Right. And but, be but I'm just making sure you're thinking through this plan, Alex. But and then you'll come down the stairs and thank me for saving you from the lunatic that they didn't believe was crazy when you mentioned it at the doctor's office. <laughs> it's all coming back around. But this does come to a good point, which is every household in the country, no matter where you are, you should have a two week supply of water on hand. Um, at all times, because you don't know when you're going to get a a Flint situation or a Jackson situation, and you suddenly will not have access to water, uh, drinking water. And uh, two weeks is what the government recommends. That's that comes straight from FEMA. Um, but you know, if you're not going to go for the full two week supply, at least have a couple days so that you can figure out another solution. So you can go to Costco and fight with people about yes. bottled water. Hey, I haven't been to Costco in a while. Do they still sell the super cheap pizza? You know, at like the front? I only ever go with my mother, and should I have even looked towards the food, it would be a problem. So Because I know the hot dogs are still cheap. Well, because the CEO was like, if you raise yeah. the cost of those fucking hot dogs, I will slit but your throat But weren't they, weren't they selling like 18 inch? It would be like an 18 inch one topping pizza for like, it was like 10 bucks or something like that. Next time I happen into a Costco, I will check that out for you. Yeah. I'm just curious. I don't know. I could I don't ask go the often. Slack. I don't go often because fuck assuming, Costco. Fuck Costco. What'd Costco do? No, it's just, if you if you ever been on a weekend... You well, can't go to Costco on a weekend. I know they're always a disaster. It's There's just too many people, and those carts are enormous. I go once in a while to get, like, if they have a sale on diapers. I went, and we got a supply of diapers, because my mom has a membership. So, mm-hmm. I'll go every now and again, if they have, like, something on sale that, like, we use, and, you know, it's significantly cheaper than getting at the grocery store. Like, sometimes they'll have, like, 
that mayo is huge. What is it, like 64 ounces of mayo? It's obscene. It's an obscene amount of mayo. It's like the size under like what restaurants buy, you know, to keep for dinner service. It's a stupid amount of mayo, but it ends up being significantly cheaper than the normal sized mayo would be at the grocery store I when wish, it's on sale. I wish that Costco would just sell me a giant bucket of the chili salsa. Because if I could just have that salsa, I could never go to Chili's again. You know? And they I'd have good happy. salsa. That salsa, Erica, is literally worth going in. Oh, just for the, the chips. The chips and the salsa at Chili's is like, yes, please. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thousand percent. That's like their featured item. If they ever lose that or they fuck it up somehow, I'm never going back. Though there's no reason to. Yeah. Because Chili's food is fine. It's fine. But the but chips, chips and salsa? salsa. But what about... The wings. Well, we did establish. Yeah, we did just try. Just wings is solid. It was solid stuff, especially for the price point. Yeah. No, I would have just just wings again. But it's not just wings. There's also fries, and, and fries it's also are, just chilies. Fries are pretty good. No, but I don't think chilies has those fries. No. Apparently, I have heard if you go and dine in at Chili's, you can order stuff off the It's Just Wings menu. Because the kitchen's in there. Right. right. So. This is probably the same kitchen cooking right, everything. Exactly. <sighs> I'd be talk- pretty mad if I if I went in and I wanted those wings. And they were like, nah. Nah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, I got the new COVID booster. I'm just going to ask, how's the arm feeling? Well, I mean, it's a little sore, but it's okay. Is your 5G I, better? Well, I did get the updated microchip, yes. Good, good, good. good. Um, I am... Uh, Curious this time if I'm going to get the chills randomly in the middle of the night. I will say I got the flu shot and the updated booster last week. I felt a little shitty like the night after. But other than that, I felt fine. My arms hurt more. Mm-hmm. Remember my arms being not that sore the last time. Um, you definitely got to keep moving it. You do. If you move it, it'll be okay. I, I made that fatal flaw this time. I did not move it. Enough. Oh, see that big. So that I was sore as fuck the next day. But it only lasted the day, and then mm-hmm. on Sunday I was fine. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering because the only thing I had was that one time when I had the chills for like two or three hours, and that was not fun. No, I got so. both last year, and I got knocked on my ass. And I it, felt like shit. I remember, yeah. And it seemed like for me with the booster, it was like around like the 10-ish hour mark where like, boom, the chills hit me. And so this one I got around like 4.30 p.m.-ish. So I'm kind of wondering like, okay, where am I going to be? Like Midnight. <laughs> it'll be like right. 7 in the morning or something and blam, you know. <sighs> Can we talk about stupid people some more? I love stupid people, yeah. So uh, last week uh, on Critical Role... They had an episode mm. where they had a combat encounter that went very poorly uh-huh. for the player characters. Uh, spoilers for a... I don't know that anybody that listens to us watches Critical Role, but just in case, if you have not watched episode 33 of uh, Campaign 3 of Critical Role, maybe skip ahead, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes, not even, then we're not going to talk about this for long. Um, two player characters are straight up dead. There's a potential for them to come back with certain spells, but we don't know what the other characters have. Okay. Another character is down to, like, if they fail one more death save, they're dead. <laughs> um, 
and they ended it on a huge cliffhanger. So, of course, you people are idiots and are, like, losing their minds. And, um... Like, you mean just, like, people on the internet? People on the internet. Yeah. Just idiots. Yeah. Yes, idiots. Um, there's been, like... It, it, it's... What's wild to me, and I've talked to Bob about this, is that this is a table that's been playing together for on like streaming of in some way for I think eight years now and has been playing together for even longer than that probably closer to a decade so people are sitting there going like I can't believe Matt did that to them why would he do that what a bad DM that's a horrible and it's like guys because one it's it this is a business now so they they have some sort of like continuity of whatever the fuck I wouldn't be too worried about it but the very idea that they aren't, like, they finish the game and they immediately go, oh, okay, well, we're just not going to talk to each other until we play next. So, deuces. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a product. Like, they talk. Yeah. Like, it's not just... We're not just flying by the sea of our Right, we're done and, it, eh, all right, well, fuck you. I guess your character's dead. Roll up a new one or whatever. Like, that's that's not the way that this works. Hey, and look, I'm not dealing with any Matt Mercer slander, Okay. <laughs> I will hear no Matt Mercer slander. Now, I'm sure like one day. Now watch, we're, we're going to find out something horrible. Yeah, we're going to find out he's running a fucking sex ring. I mean, I, I really hope not. Let's hope but... not. But who knows? But it's just funny because it's like that's not. It, 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 this is the nature of what this is. It's yeah. a live play Dungeons and Dragons game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people die. Yeah. And that sucks. It's sad, but that's just kind of that's what this is. And it was a really good yeah, episode. Well, and I, I don't thought, know, like, I almost this is almost the equivalent of like on whatever people's favorite show when a certain couple characters break up or something. It's like you gotta like have the faith that they're gonna bring it back together or they'll make it make sense or do something that you're gonna like in the well, end. And it, it, we, you have to reserve judgment at least until you see what happens in the next episode well and or like i said to you if you because i had to take a break from this campaign for a little while i was like it's not really doing it for me yeah it's not really appointment viewing anymore and then they kind of started getting into it again and i was like oh okay i'm i'm back on board if it's not doing it for you you stop watching watching. there are other live play D D podcasts that you can like watch well, you can stop watching. Critical Role isn't the end-all, be-all. I, I think there's there's kind of, there's two aspects to it, which is the, you know, what I always harp on, which is the, if you're not enjoying product, stop supporting product. But the other aspect of it is, like, life doesn't always go the way you want it to. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, and... and You know, it's if something goes really sideways in a TV show, a scripted TV show that's a hundred percent scripted. I mean, obviously, Matt's got you know how. Oh, but Critical Role, it's actually scripted. Yeah, well, I it's they script they couldn't like they're not that good at improv. You know, but even even in that even even on a scripted show, like if some if they do something you don't like, it's like you know that's life. You know, not every story is going to be perfect. You know, you now you hope the story doesn't do a Game of Thrones, um, but 
things are going to happen. Shit happens in life. And I think for, you know, in what is interesting and would be kind of a, a, a an interesting study, and I'm sure, like, psychologists and sociologists, like, are all over these kind of topics, but it's like, are you... Are you so like? Do you have? Do you like? Are is this is this your only release? Is this is this show going well and going the way you want it to go? So important to your life that you can't handle when it doesn't. Well, and I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound very patronizing, but that's really sad because there are people out there that are yeah. like that, and this is the end all be all. This is my thing. I've made this my entire personality. Right. What am I without critical role? Like you can't, you can't do that. No. That's not healthy. No. And it it is. It's very. It's and I hesitate to say entitled because I don't think it's entitled, and I fucking hate that word. But it is just like not everything is going to go your way a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. You are not going to agree with every story decision that your show makes. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh, I I just thought about this actually. Um, kind of speaking of that, not agreeing with everything. This is interesting. So, you know, 343 Industries, they run the Halo franchise? Yes. Um, the head of 343 left Microsoft this week, and they cited, you know, some sort of family issues. And that may very well be true. Yeah, I always feel like family um, issues, though. That's like... But I feel like that's always something you could just boilerplate, toss on anything. Yeah. And I, I just don't think it's any coincidence that Halo Infinite has been a colossal fucking disaster after Halo 4 and Halo 5 were also colossal disasters. And this person has overseen all of this. And look, I mean, me personally, I feel like something like halo you should get like one chance <laughs> you know like this is supposed to be your flagship here exactly right i mean you shouldn't get three chances to fail to well me. three chances and three uh, uh like complete whiffs i mean yeah. i haven't played i don't play halo so i can't speak to it but um i haven't played the campaign for infinite infinite because i've been waiting for the co-op to come out which again we're I don't know, almost a year out say, from that year, coming right? out, and they still don't have co-op campaign in. A f- this is like a s- f- main core feature of the say, Halo that's, games that's to me. kind of the point of Halo, isn't it? No no campaign co-op, no forge mode. They've just like, the thing's a fucking... I can't speak for the, mul- the single player. The multiplayer is not great. <laughs> so, and it's a tough... That's a tough realm to compete in now with your apex legends and your Fortnites and your war zones and everything i mean mm-hmm. you can't come out with mediocre shit it really doesn't take off unless you're already entrenched or unless you make a mobile game yeah well anything mobile seems to just like make a mobile game bob you Shoot be the i should make a mobile game i wanted to make a mobile game that like commuters could play to bet on how late their train would be <laughs> You could still do that. I suppose, yeah. Now that you gave the idea away, someone will listen and steal it. You gotta beat I it actually, at. I actually applied applied for and got uh, a Metra API key hmm. uh, years ago. 
um because I was, I was toying around with this idea and like it was funny because I'm, I'm filling out the api application and i'm like i'm asking for <laughs> this for a game like i don't want to lie about it because then if i ever actually do something with it and then they figure out that i'm using it for a game and that's like against their terms of service then you're fucked then i'd be fucked but i so i was very clear in my application i'm trying to make a game um and i want to use uh your API and they gave me the key so I was like there you go um but yeah make the mobile game <laughs> gotta gotta do the mobile game well that's the and that's the funny thing about video games now in general is it seems like the quality almost doesn't even matter anymore I mean like stuff like Call of Duty Mobile or Call of Duty Warzone, I mean, these games are fucking terrible. They're really bad. Well, I do think, But though, they take off huge. Well, because you have that entrenchment, and it's, well, I am loyal to brand. I must yeah, buy brand. The, the brand loyalty thing is so underrated, because I know a lot of people like that who will play X fill-in-the-blank game for years and years and years, even though it's so bad. And I'm, I'm the total opposite. If something goes bad, I am done. Like, yeah. like I used to love playing the NHL games. And when they switched over from the 360 to the Xbox One generation, that game got really bad because they changed the engine it was running on. It mm. got really bad. Like, it went from the best sports game to just terrible in one, one release. And... Um, I I just dropped it instantly. I was done. Well, I remember you used to play that All a the lot. Time. Like you played League. Yeah. On that. And yeah, no. Yeah, I and then that's how I am. I'm if something goes bad, I'm like I'm done. I'm find something else. You know. Well, and that's what people I wish more people would do that. Is what I'll say. Well, that's kind of the other side of the critical role thing, right? Is because it's like, if you're not into what they're doing anymore, step back. But don't defend it when there are things that are like, okay, that was a little. You should never be so loyal to brand that you're doing the brand's like social outreach for them, right? Oh, like, yeah. don't don't I hate that. bootlick for the corporation. You get so much bootlicking, especially in video games, especially for like Nintendo and Sony. People bootlick fucking hard. Well, and it's just like no one, no one's coming for you. <laughs> I didn't like X. Yeah. I understand X is your entire personality. Sorry, thought it was dog shit. So I was a little sad. Bob, Bob messaged me about this. It seems like we got a better than nothing solution which is there's been this rumored GoldenEye re-release forever now. I think we mentioned that on here a while ago. This has been this has been around forever. This has like been an open secret in the gaming industry that Microsoft Rare developed a complete like they did for Perfect Dark. I don't know if you remember but Perfect mm -hmm. Dark on the 360 got a 1080p 60fps version of perfect dark that they added online play to so you could do everything you could do on the game before but online um you know four player multiplayer co-op whatever all online 
Um, they redid the graphics to a certain degree. They added, you know, regular modern controls because, you know, remember, like those 964 games were on a single joystick. Yeah. yeah. And so when you wanted to do like precision, the game would do a lot of auto aiming for you. And when you wanted to precision shoot something, you had to like hold right right? bumper while you then couldn't move your character, but you could move the aim a la like kind of like a Resident Evil sort of thing. Um, And apparently that sort of thing also got developed for GoldenEye, but the, the rights, whatever happened, they couldn't get everyone on board. So it got finished, but just sat there just uh, just yeah just dead on a shelf somewhere Which fucking sucks yeah um and what happened was actually last year this got released like someone probably who works at rare or someone who got access to a microsoft server or something grabbed this game and just released it onto the internet so you could go out there and you could compile it and run it on an emulator if you wanted to um I haven't just because I thought eventually it would actually you'd get a proper get release, released right. on Xbox. So what ended up getting announced isn't that it doesn't look like anyway. I mean, it's the messaging has been a little poor on it. So it looks like Nintendo and Microsoft were able to finally come to some sort of agreement, which is so Nintendo is getting essentially on the Switch. They're going to just put the GoldenEye N64 ROM on there. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's going to have online play because the emulator just supports online play on anything N64. Um, Not that they they didn't do any work to add online play. So it's probably not even going to run very well. Um, But nonetheless, it's on there. Microsoft is getting... This is going to be released on Xbox, onto Game Pass and everything. Um, It's GoldenEye and it's going to be like 4K 60 FPS, which obviously the Switch version is definitely not not going to be that, right? (laughs) Um, They didn't say 60 FPS, actually. They said higher frame rate. So, I mean, really, they could. I mean, the game is so old. If all it is is they're raising the resolution and the frame rate, they should be able to run the game at 120. But whatever. We'll see. Um, And they're adding achievements. And uh, there was like something else, but it's not going to have online play because it seems like they're just like, oh, they added like modern controls. Sure. So it's not the, it's like weird. It's like another project got started, you know, like they didn't, I don't think it's going to be that version where they redid the graphics and they do the whole thing where you could switch between the new and the old graphics with a button press. Like a lot of these remakes do remasters, whatever remake and remaster by the way is a fucking like interchangeable term that I know. <laughs> it's like yeah whatever it's like soft reboot whatever so so it's it's a little disappointing because it looks like we're getting something at least and it's certainly better than playing it on n64 but it's not quite what you would have hoped right so i mean i'll probably play it it's something you give it a try yeah, but it's sad because it's like something like Perfect Dark. It's like it was fun to play that online co-op. Like that was some of the fun of that game, you know, and not have to like sit there next to someone and you're split screening it or you have it on like four screens. You know, like remember when you would play like four player co-op? Oh, no, like, but there's, this, there's a certain charm to I that. Know, I know. You're right. There was. 
but also you couldn't see shit no, because you you're staring <laughs> at this tiny, t- right. tiny right. fucking square. Which is and fair. And the game can't maintain its frame rate. Fair point. Fair point. But I think, I think one of the fun parts about that, though, was like it was really hard to be very good at GoldenEye in that four-person environment sure you're also screen watching the shit out of people exactly so i think i think that i think that you know when you when you talk about adding to the charm that's part of it like you know it's it makes it hard for everyone i i remember playing goldeneye with people for way way too long well and that was part of yeah you're right no that was part of the fun of something like goldeneye was you know, obviously you're you're playing at split screen, so you're hoping the other person doesn't notice you doing certain things. Like, so yeah. I used to try to throw a proximity mine on a wall somewhere, yep. but in a way where it wasn't super noticeable, and then get them to go to that area and blow them up. You that know, was, that was part of the charm. Yeah, and, sure. then, and it was fun to do stuff like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's so it's a little it's a little sad that it doesn't look like we're going to be getting this version that got all this work put in on it, but it's certainly better than nothing. For sure. And it'll be coming to Game Pass. Yeah, so I'm not like I'm not like, spending any actual extra money on it either way. Speaking of Microsoft, um, I saw something just this afternoon that the uh, the Microsoft and uh Activision Blizzard acquisition has hit a uh road bump. Um isn't like the EU looking into it or something? Yep. Uh the so time to grease It's the some, EU with a steel chair. Try time to grease some palms. Yeah, I guess uh like they wait though cuz we've got well no they're not part of the EU anymore so it don't matter. Dead bitch is dead. Hmm. <laughs> Long live the queen. Oh, dude. So, like, I'm by my parents today. I don't mean to cut you off. And my mom goes, oh, wasn't that sad? Wasn't that sad that the queen died? I was like, do you honestly care about that? No one cares. Like, no. Why is that sad? She's like, oh, but she was old and she died. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, that's what old people yeah, that's do. Yeah, that's what happens. Why do you she care? lived fucking forever. She goes, but didn't she do nice? I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> we are not going to have this conversation while I'm trying to get in the car and drive home. <laughs> My dad just goes, not a fan of the monarchy, huh? I'm like, yeah, nah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Bob, with Microsoft. Um, I guess there was, there's this multi-phase um, it, like, it, it process that companies have to go through when they're doing an acquisition in the EU. And it, theoretically, like, you can go through phase one and they can say, yeah, nothing looks suspicious or... We're not concerned, so you don't have to go through the rest. But um, I guess uh, they were like, mm, no, we're going to look at this one a little more closely. So, Whoops. Well, it is a giant acquisition. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see. Do I think it'll actually stop the acquisition? No, but um, it it's, is It's such an interesting one. It's because it really would reshape the gaming industry completely. And I'm sure Sony does not. I mean, obviously, Sony does not want this to happen. It's going to be so bad for them long term. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, 
oh, well, we'll give you COD for a few years, maybe. <laughs> but see, the thing is, it's a win-win for Microsoft no matter what they do. There's no... Only Sony can lose in this scenario because either Microsoft says, oh, we're going to take X away from PlayStation, which hurts PlayStation. Or they say, oh, we're going to keep X on PlayStation. And then they make all the fucking money on every sale of that game. Right. So there's no there's no winning. No. Well, Sony loses no matter what. And it's there's another aspect to it, which is if they somehow they can't make this acquisition well sony's not going to be able to make the acquisition either well i don't think sony could buy activision either way i mean that would have to be like a merger or something yeah yeah i mean they they could do something but you know if they're if they're not going to let microsoft do it they're not going to let sony they do won't it. let sony they're do it they're definitely not going to let sony do it if they're not going to let microsoft because in this space sony is dominating microsoft yeah and then, so yeah, it's it's interesting um, to see where it ends up. I there was there was a funny thing. So I'm trying to remember. Um, I think in Brazil, when there's stuff like this going on, the comments that the companies make in reaction to acquisitions when they're filing, um, you know, for permission or whatever, sure, are public. So someone who I guess speaks Portuguese <laughs> went and found all these filings and found the res- replies, the responses from all these various companies to the, you know, whether they be for or against the acquisition or whatever. And most companies actually didn't seem to care um, your Ubisofts or your EA or whatever. Um, but Sony was obviously heavily negative on it, but some of the reasoning they gave was so, hypocritical like they were saying stuff like oh well microsoft is trying to create a scenario where they're keeping games away from our platform and microsoft literally responded like your entire business model is to keep games away from our platform right that's kind (laughs) of like that's the whole that's the game that's that's what we do (laughs) but that that does raise an interesting question because um I mean, how many, how many of Sony Studios were acquisitions, and how many were truly homegrown? Most are actually homegrown. Yes, so it's different. It's different. But there is stuff recently where Sony has been spending a lot of money to keep things off of Xbox. A key example being Final Fantasy VII Remake. The rumor was always that that was a one-year exclusivity to PlayStation. Sure. And then that one year came and went and it never showed up on Xbox. And it's been well over a year now. And that never showed up on Xbox. And I think that deal got renegotiated somewhere along the way to maybe keep that away from Microsoft permanently. Could have. And that's an example of just taking something, just just an outside third party game and just saying, we mm-hmm. want this away from Microsoft permanently. Mm-hmm. And they have another exclusivity on that new Final Fantasy that's coming out, uh, whatever it is, whatever they're on now, fifty five. Oh, I, I haven't um, played a Final Fantasy game, and that's a that's a, a PlayStation exclusive. Um, and who I don't knows really, how long it will be. I don't like. There's. I don't think there's anything wrong with the consoles having like exclusive stuff. That's 
I mean, it's sure it's, we're 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 just I, talking about stuff you've built in oh, house. Oh, no, right, right, right. That's this is, this is what it is. Going to right. a third party and sure. taking it away. Yeah, sure. I I think I guess that's well to be clear. As a consumer, you should oh. As a consumer, the best thing would be for the games to be available on any platform. Sure. Ideally. Now, this is not an industry that is, it is not a vital industry. Um, It is pure entertainment. So I do think, you know, what's, what they should be allowed to do should be, should have a lot more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so when I look at when I when I talk about like the games business, to me it's it's very it's very it's like I don't have a lot of passion one way or the other about it, you know. And, and that's the thing when you're talking about the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. I think their core argument is we are a distant third, which they really are behind Sony and Nintendo. Even though Nintendo's kind of off playing their own game, but Nintendo is still doing crazy great, and they're way behind Sony still in all metrics. And you know, it's not a vital industry. Mm-hmm. We're not creating a monopoly on anything. We're just trying to compete. I think that's their argument. That is their argument. What What is interesting in the argument, though, is that. My, because of Microsoft's immense wealth, they, they could just buy everyone. They could buy anything they want to completely change the landscape. And so I wonder how that plays in with regulators and approving it or not. Um, I it's 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 just very strange. Like, because if let's say, you know. Activision had been a homegrown studio and it just became big. Like, would people be calling on Microsoft to split that out? Yeah, probably not. Right. So in in my mind, it's I'm having a hard time from a legal standpoint, like trying to figure out what the argument, like how, how you can say no to the, I, I hear it too. I know. I'm sorry. It's like it's so loud. Yeah, I don't know if it's it's, it's probably so not loud. I don't think it picks up because we don't have a microphone pointed that way. Go but ahead. oh Go my ahead. god! Go ahead and so, yell at America. Bob the dog. <laughs> He's licking his paws or something. Fucking right? a! <laughs> like, dude. That's an accurate reenactment. You can't he like the thoughts in my head. I'm like, you know, I can't and I'm like, no, pay together. attention to Bob. He has it's, some pretty like we're, we're having a discussion here, and yeah. I'm just like, no, no the dog. I is can't pay his attention paws. to myself. The dog is licking himself the most loudly. But yeah, it's so it's it's weird. Like I'm I'm just trying to look at it very, very neutrally, um, and it it would be better overall if. Uh, if active if the acquisition did not happen as a micro as like an Xbox someone in the Xbox ecosystem there's a huge benefit that could be coming to me in the form of lots of stuff on game pass uh it will it will 
choke the market, though. Well, and if you were going to make any argument, I feel my the argument I would make that I would try to make to regulators, and I don't know if this would fucking work, would be it's not a monopoly, but Microsoft is almost creating like a, a, a slice of a monopoly, and that's in the first-person shooter market where they went and bought Bethesda, and so they own Doom. They already owned Halo, if they freaking buy Activision Blizzard, they're going to own Overwatch and Call of Duty. I mean, those are four major first-person shooters. Right. They already own, like, Gears of War, which that's a third-person shooter, but that's another big shooter. I mean, what are the other big shooters? I mean, luckily, I guess they could argue, well, you know, see, games have success outside, like, Valorant or Apex Legends. I mean, mm -hmm. but still, I mean, I guess that would be the argument you could make that, like, hey, they're trying to dominate a particular genre of video games and they're just buying them up the other aspect to it that is really interesting to me in this case is the effect on the workforce now in the case of activision blizzard um we know how well people are treated at activision um and it could actually be a significant improvement to go under Microsoft leadership. Yeah, because apparently Microsoft is a great place to work. That's what I've read. I don't know that that's true or not, but I've all, I've read that it, like recently, Microsoft is a really great place to work. They don't crunch you. You kind of get to do what you want. You know, you're not really being treated like shit. You don't have people doing fucking cubicle crawls, looking up your skirt. Yeah. People aren't killing themselves. Yeah. Right, you're not driving people to suicide. <laughs> yeah. But that's not always the case in an acquisition. Yeah. And well, and people could lose their jobs. The, I mean, people oh, be, will definitely be, yeah, lose their there'll jobs. There'll be job loss for sure. For sure. And probably in like a executive level, right? I would think. I would think that people working at like the studios, they're probably great because they need those people to make these games there it's always interesting how layoffs end up working out in an acquisition because to to a certain extent you're right but they're going to look for redundancy in every role so the easy one is hr you know that was my first thought too you know because you're going to roll into, you know, and it, 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 it depends on how well integrated they would be made into Microsoft too, you know, but like. that That is a question because apparently Bethesda is kind of off on their own island doing their own yeah. thing independently run. Yeah. So the, the, the amount of independence makes a big difference. Um, and, but you know, like, let's say, you have a team at Activision who is whose their entire their entire job is to source um, server farms for rendering. Well, if Bethesda has a big team that does that already, one team could probably do that for two companies. Yeah. And so it's it's weird. So you're gonna you'll the redund they're gonna look for redundancy everywhere. Creative is the hardest to to be redundant, but that's not to say they can't be affected. Um, 
So you always got to worry uh, in an acquisition about your job. And does it sure. never, you never feel like you're, you're, you're safe. Well, another funny thing that I think you could use as an argument if you're Microsoft, and this would be honest, mm-hmm. would be to say, hey, you guys, Sony wants to say we're going to dominate with all these exclusives and we're going to really hurt them. But the truth is, we're kind of bad at managing all these game studios and we're not going to get better managing them with more to manage. We're shitty manager. You should totally <laughs> let us buy this gigantic game You could studio. let us buy it and we're not going to turn into a monopoly that dominates everything because we kind of suck at this. We're going to just ruin it, right? It'll be great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Which is kind of true. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> we're terrible. Can we buy this, please? Yeah. Hey, I've heard dumber arguments. Hey, Erica. Hey, Alex. <clears throat> I'm almost afraid to ask Uh-oh, because it might be an answer that I don't want to hear. Uh-oh. But have you been watching She-Hulk? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Because here's the thing. You lied to me. <laughs> I had the thought this weekend that I was like, I need to get caught up so we can talk about it. And then I just then didn't you watch didn't. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just didn't watch it. Because I'm a monster. I apologize. I will be caught up by the next time we record. Okay. Because the show don't will probably, the show will probably be over at don't that point. Don't lie to me a second I time. I will not lie to you a second time, dear. I, I never was, promised that it, I would watch it. Yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> I, it was funny because one of uh, the loyalist listener, Henry Cavill, um, was watching this was after the third episode and i think i sent you guys the text where he was like you know what the problem with this show is the first episode was really good and then the second episode was better than that and then the third episode was better than that it's like this isn't a problem bud and (laughs) i just don't see how the show can keep getting better every single week well, see, I the Hakenator like, needs like, to be watching this because if rumor is to be believed, he's going to end up in the Marvel verse somewhere. Uh-huh. Sure, so. could be on there. I mean, how could how could the? Uh, I mean, we're just assimilating everyone into Marvel anyway. So there's so many good gags on that show. It's so funny. <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> I am caught up on um, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. We are caught up on Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. I love that show. That show it's is it's a delight from like wonderful. start to finish. I just want I just want it to be like all King Shark and um what's his face Bane. <laughs> I could just do a show about those two. I don't oh, know yeah. what they would do. Doesn't matter. It'd be great. When Bane was running the freaking prison and he was actually trying to rehabilitate the villains, incredible. <laughs> that show. I did um the secret society episode there's a great visual gag that you caught that i i'm glad you pointed out to me i don't remember what it is now what was it when gordon goes up to bruce wayne and he's uh pretending not to be or he's like oh you, we're not supposed to use names and there's a shadow cast oh, yeah, yeah. on the wall. The, shadow the way the his mask is. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. That popped me. Like, yeah. I got a kick out of that. that I loved uh, just like Catwoman just treating Bruce like shit all the time. Oh, yeah. It's fucking hysterical. 
Oh my god. Just the villain pulls too. Like the music meister. That's outstanding. Like, yeah, throw him <laughs> on the show. Who fucking cares? And I thought you had a great Batman episode. Yeah. Where they go into his psyche and shit. <laughs> I loved all the love thrown to uh, uh, the animated series. That was great. That that episode really stood out because it was very, like, it had the, like, it had, you know, still some of the comedic aspects the of it. The shit with fucking Dr. Psycho popped me, too. That was hysterical. Yeah, that, yeah. But then it was like, Oh wait. oh wait, we're gonna actually hit some like oh shit real fuck concepts here. Like, damn, I was happy that show got renewed though, because with all the HBO stuff going, I know you're worried. There was concern. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that. There's some very shady, shitty shit happening over there, but I do think some of it was a bit overblown. People got a little bit nuts. About like, oh, they're canceling everything. Everything is going. And you haven't really... They've taken stuff off. Well, it is so weird when you start pulling things that you you own. It just doesn't make any sense. It's it's odd. It's an odd thing. Because you can't imagine, is this really cost that much to have... Yeah, on the service, you own the rights. Right? Um, Oh, and treating creators that way. Like, I would never work with them again. Yeah. Like, I can't... like show people like the thing that I made no fuck you but where it was like oh they're gonna cancel everything everything's gonna be I think some of that was a bit overblown that's what I wanted to say my fucking dad the other day he was like you watching House of the Dragon I was like absolutely not are you (laughs) I've heard people have told me that it's good that it's good call me in six years but so was Game of Thrones at the beginning (laughs) I'm not willing to get hurt again Alex so I will watch it in, what in I've, on Tumblr, what, as I do with shows I'm moderately interested what in. What I've heard is Matt Smith is good and everyone else is there. So like that, that fucking... Morbius movie? There you go. <laughs> that I will never, ever watch. No, never. You're like, it's on Netflix. It's terrible. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Thank By you. the way, I'm glad you brought up movies because that triggered a memory. <gasps> triggered. Are you triggered? I'm triggered by you guys being wrong about something, oh. which is I saw that these were leaving Netflix at the end of September, I think. So I decided to rewatch Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. They're both great movies. I don't even know which one I prefer because they're honestly both great. And you guys got to go back and watch 2049 again. I can't watch it a third time. That movie is fucking great. You watched it twice? Yeah. When did you watch it again? I watched it on the plane. Yeah, that doesn't count. I would say plane viewing. But then I watched it again with you because I was like, okay. Because what I I remember saying to myself, okay, this was definitely not... The the, the seatback TV was not... Not the optimal way to watch it. The optimal way to watch this movie... I'll watch it on the beautiful TV at home with the surround sound. I'll give it I'll give it the best chance I can. And I legit I gave it a legitimate chance and I still didn't like it. I don't know why it didn't work for me cuz I do love the original, but I I don't know if My I favorite just... part though was when you screamed at the end. So just end. Can we just be over please? I don't know it just it wasn't working for me and I don't know why. 
Because literally every single person aside from you that I've talked to about it is like, no, that movie's great. I loved everything about it. Like the score, the cinematography is out of this world great. The, I mean, everything. The acting is so good. Like Ryan Gosling kills it in that fucking movie. Um, Batista was good. He was great. He still was good in in that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all good. I got a, I got a question for you because I, you know, this is always brought up, right? Do you think Deckard is a is a replicant? Does it matter? I don't think it matters, but I just think it's interesting because Ridley Scott says he thinks he's a replicant, but Harrison Ford and the screenwriter on Blade Runner do not they do not think he's a replicant and don't play him that way. I kind of I like that though because you have the director maybe filming it thinking in the way yes he's a replicant and then you have the actor like interpreting interpreting the screenwriter's work as who didn't think he was a replicant think not thinking he's a replicant i think that you that aids in making the movie great because they have those two differing viewpoints I, and it ultimately doesn't matter it it's doesn't like matter the, it's like the top at the end of inception it doesn't matter I, at that yeah. point i would say it, just watching the first movie, you know, I, re- I, rem- I remember after watching it thinking, um, okay, I think he's a, uh, I think he's a replicant. Um, but the way he plays it in the second movie, I'm like, okay, he's not. And they don't really, like, Jared Leto's character makes some sort of reference, like, he says something along the lines of, you know, were you built to love her referring to Rachel or uh were you or did you just fall in love with her or does it even matter like is he so he's alluding like maybe he is or maybe he doesn't he doesn't know right. does it matter and he's kind of saying does it it doesn't even matter um but it's just yeah they and then the second one exactly they don't you know make it clear one way or the other i guess cuz it no. doesn't need to be it's it's inconsequential it doesn't it doesn't matter because that's kind of the whole point of the story, right? It doesn't. You're you're alive. It doesn't. Oh, I haven't rewatched that first one in a while. The first movie's great, actually. And I, it's we must be the only two people. I think we are. That <laughs> I don't, think you are. That it's the same like with the first movie. Frozen. I hate that movie. Yeah, it's because you, you it's know garbage. what you know what else you guys are the only ones about thinking Rogue One sucks. You guys are alone. We're not. We're not alone. We are not alone on, not alone on that. that of all the new Star Wars movies, I'm telling you, that's the best one. Okay, now that's a low hurdle. Yeah, clear. that's like I mean, uh, come it's on. It's a hard disagree still, but yeah, that's not a. That's not a hard. We we are definitely not the only people who don't like Rogue One. Um, I've talked with people who don't. But I will say it, it is very polarizing. People either really like Rogue One like and say, oh, like it's the best Star Wars ever, or they really hate it. I will say I appreciated the ballsy ending. Yeah. I they did the you know, they did the, the ending that made sense. Sure. Sure. Which in this realm is ballsy, but um, yeah, oh, no. do we want to talk about fucking needless Disney bullshit? They are making... This one told me the other day. This is great. They had their dumb Disney fest, or whatever the fuck it's called. Sure. D23. They are making 
a Mufasa prequel to the fucking Lion King. I don't know. What are we doing? What is going on? After the other, after that other Lion King thing failed, now we got to do it again. What? What? Why? For whom? I ask. Who is this for? What is the reasoning for this? Um, I did see from that Disney thing because Bob messaged me about it that they're making a video game with Psychotic Mickey. Oh, we're getting Unhinged Mickey game. I was very excited to learn about that. Because like, you remember those old Mickey games that can't, uh, the Disney games that Capcom used to make? Those fuck oh, were the, rad. Oh, those Disney, those old Disney games were fucking hard and they were good. I spent a lot like of time Aladdin, with Aladdin. The Lion King. Those games were good. I don't good. think I ever played those. Oh, well, you haven't Aladdin played anything. Was great. Well, that's true. You've played Horizon and you've played Un- Mass Effect. And both you've played systems. Tony Hawk. It was and other than that, you fucking hate video games. It was great on the SNES. Terrible. It was great on the Genesis because they were two different games. The Aladdin yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and then there were like, uh, uh, what were remember, the Mickey remember games? Remember back when they would actually have to make completely different games for different systems based on the hardware, whereas now it's just like, Two ports with slightly different right. resolutions or it's something. It's fine. Who gives a shit? Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the Magical Quest with Mickey. That was a really good one. I really liked that game. And then was it... Oh, it had like magic in the title. I don't remember what it was called. Maniac Mansion or something like that. There were a couple Mickey games, like platformers, that were outstanding in that period too by Capcom. And those are just fucking great. So no, I if if we if we're gonna go for it and like we get a solid uh, unhinged Mickey platformer, well, I'll be the, a happy. In camper. the way they worded it, they said like coming first to the Switch, so that gives me hope that this might show up on other platforms eventually, because it looks like an interesting idea, like this four-player co-op platformer. I guess could be fun. Yeah, and I, I I like unhinged Mickey. Unhinged Mickey's a good time. We're a big fan of Unhinged Mickey. The best. That episode with the freaking where Daisy and Donald pretend to be sick, so <laughs> it's like a horror movie in their home. Well, and it, they shoot it like it's a horror movie. It's yeah. great. Mickey and Minnie are fucking trying to track them down. The the last one in that that batch where they do like a game night at Mickey's house and he makes his backyard into the big game board is outstanding. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, Unhinged Mickey. I hope we get more of that. Though I guess they're probably all working on the video game now. Very true. Yeah. So I saw, you know, I remember I was telling you guys about how they're switching Overwatch over to this whole Battle Pass model instead of the loot box stuff. Like most games are Battle Passes now. Mm Mm-hmm. So some other store <laughs> listing came out about this one pack they're selling. Is that and out yet? When does no? Overwatch it comes two? out on October fourth, okay. assuming nothing happens. So what's interesting though? This is one of the things. The communication on this game has been very poor, and the marketing seems to be like fucking non-existent, which is weird for like a big release that's like three weeks away. I was going to say, you're within like a month. That is odd. Yeah, it's very strange. And I think 
the thought is part of the reason that there's the marketing has been non-existent is they don't want to talk about the monetization because mm. it looks like what these fucking scumbags are going to do is because on all battle passes generally there's like a free track and there's a premium track right and you pay like whatever it is 10 bucks to get the premium one for the season and this is the thing okay about battle passes if you play enough and this is how like call of duty or apex or whatever is if you play enough to finish the battle pass you'll get enough currency for the next one so you're like the worst customer for them because you pay ten dollars for the initial one and if you just keep playing enough to finish them you'll roll you over. never spend any more money ever again now the assumption is and they're not wrong is most people have no self-control and they'll just keep buying the battle passes and they'll keep even if they keep finishing them they'll buy skins on the score store sure, or whatever sure. and they'll make a shitload of money off idiots um which they're right about of course that's why they're doing it um but me like i'm a bad customer because the chances are you're not going to get me on a skin unless it's something unreal right. whereas a lot of people they're just fucking buying everything that comes out right um so for me like I'm a bad customer for them because I'm probably going to end up spending $10 and then they'll never get another dime out of me. Whereas if it would have been like a $60 new game, they would have got that out of me at least. Right. <laughs> um, or, well, 30 because I game share, but whatever. Right. You know what I mean. Um, but what's interesting now is apparently this listing has made it seem, by based on the wording, is there's going to be this new support hero. Her name's like Kimiko or something. And to if you buy the battle pass, you'll just unlock her because mm -hmm. all heroes thus far that have been added to Overwatch are just added to the game. Just like you don't have to buy them or right. something. And but this one, it looks like what they're going to do is you can either just have her if you buy the battle pass or if you just want to get her for free, you have to level up the battle pass enough and she's on the free track somewhere. So now this is pretty, this is like beyond cosmetics because this is something that actually affects the game. Right. Because a big part of Overwatch is counterpicking where like someone comes out and they're playing whatever and now you need X character to really slow them down or shut them down. And if suddenly you are adding characters that aren't just unlocked, like people have to grind to get them. Um, kind of throws off the whole... You're going to say to someone, hey can you get on Y and they're going to be like, uh, I, I don't have them unlocked. Right. You know, and now the rumor is the way they're going to do it and we'll see what ends up happening. But the rumor is, is that in like quick play, you'll just be able to play. Like even if you don't have random various heroes unlocked, you'll just be able to play anyway. But in the competitive, the ranked stuff, if you don't have all the heroes unlocked, you won't be able to enter the playlist which I suppose kind of solves that problem in a sense, but eh. you're still creating a situation where there's going to be haves there's the and haves have and the have-nots, yeah. right? And you're creating FOMO on the current battle pass because if you're not keeping up enough to unlock characters, I don't know what they're going to do. If they're you're just never going to be able to unlock them, or there will there be some way to unlock them later? Or you can buy them. Or you could just buy them, which is another scumbag thing to do. So. I mean, another, they got to make their scummy money some way, right? Another video game they're fucking scumbagging it up on. Yeah, well. 
And this is the difference to me is Oh, Bob might not agree. Well, here's the here's the thing. I just don't agree that it's scummy. It's their it's it's how they make their money. Eh, it's a little scummy. They made an ass load of money on Overwatch, an insane amount of money on Overwatch without going scummy. But sh- sure, but now they're giving Overwatch 2 as a free to play. It's a different game model. Sort of. Because you're also taking away Overwatch One. Well, listen, I don't disagree with that, but every you know, Bob's always got to advocate for the bosses. I'm just not advocating for the bosses, but you got to make money. Should I just start working for free? I made him hot. You're you're right. You have to make money. I just I just don't think it's scummy to charge people money for a product. You're right that you have to make money, and I don't. I have no problem. I honestly have no problem. They could come out with every fucking cosmetic, charge $100 for every skin. People are stupid. You'll mm-hmm. get a shitload of people buying it no matter what. Right. But it's when something... you start doing things that actually affect gameplay, mm-hmm. that's a whole new hurdle you've cleared. Are you going to stop playing Overwatch because they're doing that? Well, probably not because, then again... You don't have a leg to stand then, on. But you're. But I'm not your normal player like you yeah. this would affect you if you played sure. overwatch because the chances are you're not going to have enough time to but you play are saying to unlock those characters. but you're saying by continuing to play that you're okay that they're doing that to me that's not what i'm saying yes it is i'm saying that i think he's I'm, saying your action of continuing to play by playing the game you're validating their it's coming back to Bob's. You don't have to. No, you're you're. I understand what you're trying to say, but my point is, if they get ten dollars out of me ever, mm-hmm. I'm not like. I'm not helping them. I've no. hurt them. Yeah. It's not like I'm not. Even if I play it a trillion hours a week, they're only getting that. But that you're $10 saying dollars out. You're of me. saying it's scummy what they're doing to other people, but your actions are saying you really don't care because you're going to play the game anyways. Well, of course. I'm so. <laughs> I'm so that's my point. Is it's not scummy. It's well, just. It a, it's scummy. just a. It's a business. It's just a. It's just so. It's just a monetization. Scummy is to me, you know, creating a gambling system and preying on gambling addiction, which is what the loot boxes were. FOMO is not is uh, different. It's different, but I think it's it it's it's in the scummy realm. Maybe uh, not as scummy because you're still preying on people. Everything is preying on people. But okay, I'm why why are that... people watching House of the Dragon when Game of Thrones shit the bed? Because everyone's got FOMO; they don't want to miss it. FOMO sells. Well, right, but that's not preying on somebody. I don't see that as scummy. Well, I didn't ask if it was scummy. It's not preying on somebody. You, it's it is feeding a desire. That's not preying on somebody. Eh, I don't know. I, I've, I there's a line. There's a, I, let me say it. There's a line, right? And we we all have our different definitions. And I'm not trying necessarily to convince you. My line is between cosmetics and affects the game. Okay, so would you just rather they charge sixty dollars for the game? Yes. Okay, that's fair. Well, uh, this is this is undeniable. The video games were better when you had a product that you could then 
like do things in to get rewards by achieving something rather than spending money. Because if you, if there's some really sweet skin or cosmetic or whatever on fill in the blank, any game you've ever played that you care about and you just spent $10 to get it. Well, there's not really any satisfaction tied to that. But if you had to achieve something, if you had to do some difficult activity or mission or whatever, and so you got some cool unlock that maybe like 1% of people have, you've it's, done something. You're talking you've, like you've when you get the, 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 the little uh, the achievement on Xbox for like, ooh, a rare achievement. But that depends on your perspective. Are you going to come out and run a marathon that 1% of the population have done? There's an incredible sense of achievement from that. But you're the reason you're doing it is because you want that achievement. And you want to push yourself and you want to accomplish something. Plenty of people don't care about that in the video game space. They just want access to it so they can play with their friends. Sure. And so that's why I'm saying I have no problem with them having you pay for cosmetics. Like, see, that's another thing. If you had multiple avenues in any given game, you mm-hmm. either had the grind avenue or the pay avenue mm-hmm. to get the same thing. I'm cool with that. When you start saying something is pay only, mm-hmm. a, a, especially like, again, cosmetics, I really don't care. Like you said, they got to make their money. They got to find a way cosmetics sell. When you start talking about things that affect gameplay, that's a totally different thing. Now you're affecting like the competitive integrity of the game. All right, but you, oh, and just to clarify it, you said though, if you don't have, if you haven't bought it, you can't buy that, you can't play the competitive map. Right, but competitive isn't only, competitive isn't only ranked. I mean, if you're playing even a quick play playlist, like a casual playlist, mm-hmm. you still don't want to get in there and get your ass beat because the person you're playing with doesn't have the character that you really need them to switch on to. What would Tim Cook say? Um, buy, an Cook, <laughs> say buy an iPhone. <laughs> buy an iPhone. I, 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 don't know. I, I hear it. I, I mean, I hear your perspective. I don't agree with it. it. It's, it, it still comes down to if people stopped paying for it, they would change. Well, and that's another point that I was going to make is, again, the first-person shooter market is right now, uh, or the, really just the general multiplayer environment, is a very competitive market because yeah. you have your your mainstays, your counter-strikes. You have your long-term or recent successes, your Apexes, your Valorants, Warzone. Right. You have a lot of competition out there, and... A game like Overwatch that's been doing well for a five-year, six-year period, whatever it's been, but the player base has dropped because they really haven't added content in a long time because they've been working on this major update, right? Right. So if this major update comes out and nobody fucking plays it, no matter what the reason is, whether it's their implementation of microtransactions, whether it's the gameplay, a mixture of both, whatever it is, if they kill the game because they fucked around with whatever aspect and the game dies. Well, now they've taken away one of my favorite games. <laughs> you see what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it's not only like just the scumminess aspect. It's, is your scumminess going to kill this game? I enjoy. And it's a fair thing 
to be concerned about. And at, especially at the, you know, at launch is going to make or break them for sure. And, and, you know, I, again, I have no problem. I don't even have problems with cosmetics that have, or not cosmetics, but d- microtransactions that have some degree of effect on gameplay, as long as it's not stuff that like makes it impossible to like play like path of exile, which is essentially like a Diablo game, but it's free to play. Um, they do cosmetics that you can buy. Yeah. But they also do stuff like special bank slots that help you sort out your inventory easier. Now, you could still sort out your inventory yourself and the space is there. You can do it. But if you just want to be able to like right click on something and it goes to its spot and you don't have to worry about sorting things out in your bank yourself, they let you pay for convenience, let's say. Yeah. Um, so that type of thing doesn't even bother me because, again, it's a free-to-play game, and I understand they need to make their money. But when you start going beyond convenience or cosmetics to things that actually directly affect the game, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother level, in my opinion. I think it's it seems, from what I know of what I've played of Overwatch, it seems like a risky chance especially at launch to say we're going to have a character that you can't play unless you pay for it you know for all the reasons that you went through like it's it's just going to be uh an annoying experience for people and annoyance will drive them to something else and well and from an annoyance perspective you know what's annoying when you search and you have to wait forever because the queues are screwed up yeah and what's going to screw up the queues if you know, there people don't want to play support. Like what happened on this last beta, for example, is there was a new tank and there was a new damage. Yep. And so nobody wanted to play support for this beta. So if you queued just for tank or just for damage and you didn't queue support, you could have like a 10 minute wait time. Right. And a lot of people just straight up aren't waiting through that. I'm not waiting through a 10 minute queue. So. Well, and so the battle pass is 10 bucks. Right. Okay. So this is, this is the part. So this, that, is, this is what, this is, let me just finish this yeah. thought though. So all I'm trying to say is if you now finally introduce the new support, which in theory will drive people to then play support, which could help balance out the queues. So maybe you can get people into games overall faster across all roles. Mm-hmm. But if suddenly, let's say half the people playing don't have access to this new support, the queues might still be jacked up. And that's where you could kill the game because people are going to get on there and they're going to say, well, I want to play damage, but I queue for damage and I got to wait 15 minutes. Fuck that game. What, what I see what's super risky to me here is that the $10 battle pass is such a low dollar amount that if, because you're going to have, you're going to have two levels of annoyance, right? Cause you're going to have a, you know, annoyance at, players who don't buy the battle pass who don't have the character right and they're gonna they're gonna have FOMO but then you're gonna have annoyance from players who are like I can't do these pairings that I want to do on this game because this person doesn't have access to it and that'll annoy them and the mindset must be I would think that oh well we've got their ten dollars already it's gonna push it's going to push other, you know, the the not havers to to spend the ten bucks. 
But in my mind, ten I've walked away from sixty dollar games. Yeah. People if people are annoyed and frustrated and they've and they've only spent ten bucks on a game, I'm like, fuck this. I'm gonna walk away. See, that's my problem with it, is to me it just doesn't like it's not it's not the scumminess of it, is it just doesn't it just doesn't seem like a smart business decision. You know, it, it feels like if you were going to go this route, you needed to do more to lock people into your game, um, you know, before you start fucking with it. But yeah, I agree. Got anything else? Indubitably. Indubitably. No, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a long one because we did talk for like an hey. hour and a half about hey. the, the, the ranting. If CM Punk didn't get your daughter sick, this wouldn't have been a problem. Okay. Damn it. Damn it, CM Punk. We would have had even more to talk about because we would have been able to watch the pay-per-view. Son of a bitch. Whenever you want to watch it, I'm ready. No, I want to watch that fucking trios match. And I want to watch Mox v. Punk. I heard that was great. Yeah. Whenever you want to watch it, just let me know. Will do. Will do. All right, Bob. You done? You done? I think so. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Are you sure? I don't know. We only got Bob mildly angry tonight. Like it never got to the Westworld level, unfortunately. He you got... did have you did have him kill that spider. Oh, I forgot. I completely forgot about Spider Game. Yeah, that was four hours. He was hot about that, but then he spider got game. hot about a half an hour ago. I don't even remember what I said. Oh, I said he was sympathetic to bosses, and he got pissed off at me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Bootlicker. Front office. Management. Look at you with your white collar. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.